The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. Scorpion kick from Kai, who is the legal competitor. Oh, ho, ho. tag is made. This is where EO is right at home. About to get airborne here in Cleveland. Over oh, the moonsault. One, two, three. Here are your winners, the team of Dakota Kai and EO Sky. Put up or shut up was the order of the day in this match. And Dakota Kai and EO Sky under a lot of pressure. They perform. Seven foot three, 400 plus pounds. Mean as the day is long. Flattening his oh. unfortunate opponents. Oh! Do we have like a mercy rule? A pin right now would be merciful. I'm enjoying this. Let's keep this going. We got another hour or so, right? I got nowhere to be. I could drive home tonight. MVP calling for the cover, and there it is. One gigantic foot. 
Beautiful wall to the landing on his back. Oh. Ziggler again looking for the super kick. Behind this penalty, he gets it right to the chin. One, two, three. Dolph Ziggler victorious. Here's your winner, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, no, no, no. Smart move by Ziggler, avoiding certain disaster at the hands of Otis. What a performance by the show-off. Oh! oh. A moment ago, making mention of the fact that Dominic... Oh, wait, oh, oh. the referee! This, this is what you had to be no afraid of. You had to be concerned about this, and... We've got an equalizer! Edge gave his word! The Judgment Day becomes a problem? I'm gonna be a problem for them! Edge attempting to resume his well-stated mission to kill the Judgment Day. And they are brawling into the stands. Look at disbelief on the face of Finn Balor, the rated R superstar, and Damian Priest battling out. Oh, no, 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 no. Tampa saving himself from disastrous oh. results. Champa, Champa, trying to send Styles through that table. Looking for the suplex over the top rope onto the table. Hard shot, Rock Champa. Champa's barely holding on. Oh, beautiful shots as Champa right through the table. Seth Rollins right now looking for a break, but I don't know if he's gonna find one. Oh, brilliant move out of the way. Dawkins got a little. Left shoulder colliding with the steel steps. Dawkins back in again for a third time. Avoiding the stop. This time a counter oh. to the sky high. Shoulder first into the canvas. This will do it. Pedigree face down. Huge victory for Seth Rollins. Here is your winner, Seth Freaking Rollins. Once again. His in-ring story. Wait, wait, wait a second. Enough is enough, Seth. No, 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 no. Proving his cruelty yet again. This time there was no Montez Ford to protect. Uh, oh, I spoke too soon. Ford, of course, was ejected from the ringside area during the match. Rollins a step ahead of the competition. Trying to prove that Ezekiel oh. is oh. alive. I think you got your answer, Saxton. Kevin Owens coming unglued. He's been frustrated at every turn by Ezekiel. We're gonna take out that oh, frustration God. tonight. Owens, oh, oh, that looks to me like Ezekiel unleashed something inside Kevin Owens. That oh. Maybe he didn't want to. My God, this is next level brutality from KO. Just shifted our commentary table five feet. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oh, oh, it's hoisting up Ezekiel. Oh! Power bomb on the apron. Owens has taken out countless competitors with that exact same power bomb. We might have to add one more to that list. Leaks hurt. Hey, Ezekiel yeah. might have fractured hey, ribs or... Uh, something, something, something got into Kevin Owens tonight. I, I don't know what it is, but... 
I, I can tell you what it is, Saxon. Ezekiel's been under the skin of Owens for, for weeks now. And Kevin's finally snapped. No regret on the face of Kevin Owens. Hey, Mysterio now. We're gonna try this one more time. Battle in position. Wait, what the hell? Distraction by Ripley! Oh. 19-16, and the climb to the top. Here comes the dagger from the Prince. Coup de Gras right through the guts of Rey Mysterio. Oh. Here's your winner, Finn Balor! Rhea Ripley with the distraction at exactly the right time. The distraction and potentially the destruction of Ray's son, Dominic. What do you say the three of you versus the three of us at Clash at the Castle?
Welcome to the PWC Monday Night Machismo. I'm your host Jimmy T, and my co-host—he's <laughs> back. He's Mr. AMBS. He is Ams with Noel, and he's Mr. Bullshit in the morning. But in this case, it's Bullshit in the evening. Chris Ams, welcome back to the Machismo, and welcome back to the PWC once again, bro. Three hours is too long, but how's things, my man? Man, uh, things are good, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's. Uh, I'll, I'll just redo my intro there because uh, you kind of butchered it, Jimmy. Let's be honest. Uh, it's that's me. It's Chris Ams. That's A M B S, like lambs with Noel or bullshit first thing in the morning. Uh, yes, I am back. Um, you know, last week I was uh, I was on. I I was feeling a little adventurous. I said, well, let me let me let me, let me do the SmackDown review with you, Jimmy. And boy, did I regret that. And uh, this show was definitely better than that one. But that extra hour just, jeez, does that ever drain fun, man. I forgot how long three hours was. Woo. Dude, I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep towards the main event. I kid you not. And I woke up right after it finished. So I feel you, man. Three hours is way too long. And too many commercials just kills the show. But we'll get into that. But i got to introduce our other co-host. He's Evil Dose. He's formerly of the Foreign Object. <laughs> He is also a Toronto Argonaut from the CFL. He is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome back to the Machismo. How are you, man? All pro A, 17 years in a row. <laughs> a? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm ready to talk some uh, wrestling sushi, and uh, I'm really looking forward to your insight on the, the action while you were asleep. 
yeah, it was uh, pretty compelling. I'm not going to lie. It was very compelling. But when I did wake up, I couldn't help but see the internet blow up with Dexter Loomis. What the fuck? I guess he's on the main roster too now. Let's just bring back everybody from Triple H's NXT, Jeff. Why not? Well, well it's it's one guy, so... <laughs> You know, I mean, that, that's shit. They, they they dismissed about 250 people in the last two and a half years. So, <laughs> yeah, we're we're up to four now. So, let's let's chill down. But listen, maybe I'm not so upset with it because of the people I've been saying for a while. I rehire right away, even before this whole change. Cross was one of them with Scarlet, and Dexter Limus was another. Because what the guy do to get cut? Except just do whatever was asked of him. You want to lose, he loses. You want to win, he wins. You want to be a heel, he can be a spooky heel. You want to be a face, somehow he can be a face. He, and he gets his gimmick over without speaking. And then he's got the art as well. I mean, there, there's so many things that you can do with the guy. Um, so I have no problem with it. The, the execution of tonight, I'm not sure if that was on purpose to be way too subtle, but it was really too subtle for wrestling for me. I mean, uh, you know, but everything was demure. Even Corey Gray said, that Dexter Lewis, and they stopped themselves. So, I mean, it, I mean, there was like the car that was wrecked in, in the, you know, in background while Kevin Patrick was interviewing Kevin Owens for way too long. We're seeing people hover around that. We see cops running at some point. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck was up with that? I mean, somebody said to me, "Listen, they want you to be intrigued and they want you to tune in." And you know what? Okay, I'm 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 willing to give it a shot. I'm I'm, I'm okay with cliffhangers and things like that. It just seemed a little. A little subtle, um, you know, not subtle for if I'm going to see a Knives Out mystery movie, uh, but a little subtle for pro wrestling where, you know, the I don't mind breadcrumbs, but the bread, but the breadcrumbs usually have to be like full slice size. So, OK, we'll see. Yeah, I found that strange, too, man. Chris, did you notice all the little Easter eggs going on throughout the show? For example, like Jeff mentioned about how... Uh, uh, Kevin Owens is getting interviewed backstage, but backstage you see a car apparently hitting a wall of some sort, and you could see Dewdrop in the background and Nikki Trash while the car is steaming up. Like, what the? F- I know this is Monday Night Raw, but do we really need it to be this raw? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, you know, uh, I think you were onto something there at the beginning there, where you said that the internet was all over what had happened at the end. And the internet, you know, thank God the internet was all over it because apparently the fucking camera crews weren't. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with Jeff. I, I dig subtle. Um, I, I didn't think Knives Out was subtle at all, to be honest with you. I mean, the, it was entertaining, but I didn't find it to be a subtle mystery. Um, <laughs> this guy's a douchebag, and he hates everyone, mm-hmm. and he's he's exactly what all the political people today hate. I wonder who the bad guy is in the fucking movie. Okay, anyway, I like the movie. I don't really remember much of <laughs> <laughs> um, But uh, but yeah, it was a little a little overly subtle. Now, I mean, listen, if they're tr- if they're trying to do something that's very different, and this was a first take at it, I mean, I, I don't hate it. Uh, considering how much I have despised Raw for the last four or five years, if they're just saying, listen, we're going to do something different and it might take a little while to get the kinks out, I'm okay with it. I really am. Here's what I'm telling you what I was expecting to be with that car accident. You know, the the, the 
the big thing tonight that was a story before any other you know matches were announced besides the u.s title was the women's tag team tournament brackets being announced and presumably some matches we got one but the the team that sort of took everyone by surprise was was the mismatched team of zoe stark and nikita lyons both from nxt two people who have never teamed together one's more of a veteran one's a complete rookie both are just coming off fairly major injuries um so i expected that car accident to be them in the car accident and that toxic attraction took them out possibly for them to get in the tag team tournament in in the tag team division or just possibly just to further an nxt story because both zoe stark and nikita lyons have issues with mandy rose zoe stark is the number one contender nikita lyons presumably is the next face in line after that um, so I thought that would be it. And then they'd have to insert another team where, you know, I'm sure everybody would be like, oh my God, it's going to be Sasha and, uh, Naomi, but I'm pretty sure that they're waiting on Cardiff for them to attack whoever the winners are. But I was expecting it to maybe be Candice and Indy Hartwell as, as the, as the team. And you brought back Candice because everyone wants to see Gargano in Cleveland, everyone, not including me, but yeah, the internet. But I don't know what it was. I mean, you, you know, I, I, did Dexter Lewis come and crash into a, a retaining column, injure himself, and he staggered into, uh, you know, okay. Like like Chris said, I didn't hate it. I'm 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 just confused. I'm not used to this kind of clever from WWE, but frankly, I'm not used to this subtle from pro wrestling. Period. Yeah. I mean, if, if if this was stuff that was on being the elite that made its way onto dynamite, I'd be flipping my lid. Now it wasn't on 17 different shows on YouTube it was on one show. So it's not quite as extreme, but it's, it's on that slide. Are we, are we maybe, you know, I'll ask you this. Chris. Is triple H trying to be a little too cute for our liking? Because I can see at some point, all of us almost getting sick to death of all these former NXT guys, all now appearing on the main roster on Raw. And, you know, this, I don't know what you want to call it, sort of like a murder she wrote type of scenario with these who did it type of shit. I mean, is this too much for, for WWE? Is it too much for pro wrestling? Or do you think it, we could get into an interesting sort of story arc moving forward? Well, my instinct would suggest that we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if this is too much for WWE and the WWE audience, particularly. Um, you know, for guys like the three of us who are kind of into wrestling anyway, right? We we pay attention to who's where and what the names of the people are in NXT, that kind of thing. Um, you know, uh, it's probably fine for us as long as, like I said, I think it needs to be a little less subtle, just a little less. But I mean, you can, you know, Triple H has shown in the past that he can, you know, he can maneuver things a little bit. If something's a little bit too heavy, he can rein it back a little bit. Or if it's too light, he can push it a little bit more. Um, I have definitely learned to trust Triple H over the over the several years that he was booking NXT. Um, I thought that for a long time there, NXT was far and away the best wrestling show on television. Um, and I And I do think that that had a lot to do with... Um, his eye for talent, number one. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later because, I mean, you talked about it. Hey, you know, he brought up a bunch of guys from from his NXT. They all like they all swung and hit it out of the park tonight. Like, don't tell me that 
that you know Ciampa wasn't one of the best parts of the show because he was. Um, you know, so is it too much for the WWE audience? We'll see. But I mean, this was really kind of the first take, right? We'll see how how well this goes and if this develops into something that is great or if it just fizzles out and becomes another, you know, turd in the wind, quote Venom. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Jimmy, I think the operative word you used there was try. And maybe he's being too cute. Maybe he isn't. Maybe he's just being cute enough. Like Chris said, let it play out. But he's trying. And that's obvious. And that's new so um i'm 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 okay with this and and by the way there's you know there's been other people re-signed i mean it's been virtually confirmed that bray has been has re-signed is that is that is that fact but pretty much well i can't tell you that's fact but i'm telling you that that it's been confirmed by multiple sources and sources that tend to get things right uh, and then and we're it's not talking been about repeated by sauce. what? <laughs> no, we're not talking about bolognese sauce, marinara sauce. No, we're, not, we're, we're talking no, about we're legit not, sauces, right? sources, not sauces. <laughs> we're not talking about yeah. a you know a part of a recipe. Um, <laughs> though recipes can have ingredients that are sourced. Um, Poppy seed dressing. That's I'm just going to throw that in there. That's yeah, great. Absolutely, it's great on everything. Chris, Chris <laughs> can do that for certainly and uh, for certain. Um, there are cryptic messages all over the place from wrestlers who are currently not under contract to any real company. Yes, I mean, true. Uh, Joseph Rudd, who most people know as Eric Rowan, has been saying, you never know where doors are going to lead you. Interesting things can happen. Um, Braun is widely speculated to have been re-signed. I, you I know, think he's it, re-signed for sure. Andrade it, recently liked a tweet that suggested that AEW is wasting both him and Miro. And same with well, Miro. Miro, Miro liked that too, tweet too. Like, but they're under and, contract. So I'm not even talking about people under contract with other companies. I'm, well, I'm talking about people who are basically free and clear. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I suspect the control your narrative is all but done. And maybe maybe Triple H will give them a lifeline. Say, we'll pay your debts. Just The what? You know, just, a lifeline you know just say we'll pay your debts just stop the nonsense no the control your net what's what's that what's control you what is that is that a thing well remember when (laughs) uh ring of honor folded and there was so much excitement about two new promotions control your narrative and terminus terminus has since ceased operations and control your narrative is pretending but basically has run shows in front of nobody and nobody's exactly sure where it is except apparently it's on pro wrestling television and could Kudos to Don Tony, but at the same time, this is this is I mean, because he's the number one video on pro wrestling television. Great for him. But what does that say about triple A and control your narrative and all of the other actual wrestling promotions that are on that television show that a podcaster has better? Again, could this is not a slight on him, it's a slight on those promotions. There's not enough interest in them that that they that they can't get that actual wrestling promotions can't get more views than a, a video version of a podcast that people can just listen to. So there's obviously controlling your, you know, control your narrative straight into, you know, bankruptcy. Well, see, going by Killer Cross's, you know, sort of now that he signed with WWE, that's why I'm convinced that Braun Strowman is definitely part of WWE again because it's just a pattern. Like, just the way this pattern is, it just seems a little obvious. But uh, could we possibly now if we get Bray Wyatt, Eric Rowan, 
and say now Braun Strowman could Braun Strowman be part of this new Wyatt family again? Do you think, Jeff? Could they be? Yes. My personal belief is that he's more likely going if they want to continue this live experiment that he's going to be Liv's bodyguard, sort of like they were practicing with Cora Jade and Babatunde or Colonel Aziz. But maybe they'll just move Colonel Aziz to be Liv's bodyguard. But like, I know that Liv is not Alexa Bliss. Braun and Alexa Bliss had a nice dynamic and they worked together and it was more than the aesthetic. But the aesthetic... Well, they worked. are best friends in real life. So, I mean... Yeah. And I'm just saying they may try to recapture that magic a moment based on the aesthetic. But listen... Braun's not the best promo, but Liv is the worst promo. Uh, and just him standing there, and, and if she could play a mean girl, like all of a sudden this, you know, you have a six foot nine, you know, 320 pound guy behind you, then you can get your mean girl confidence on. So, um, see, I, you remember we talked about, we were talking about, I think it was SmackDown, how we thought some things were booked well, but not everything was booked well. Like there were right. still mistakes. Right. Actually, it was raw. It was Bianca and, and, EO Sky that that I thought that match was all wrong that that they, that they shouldn't have done they should have made EO Sky beat a, a jobber or someone lower on the rung to make it look awesome. Um, I think with the gauntlet match, Liv should have come out and said, "Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna brace right now. You don't like the way I won? I won. You know, the ref didn't see it. Didn't happen. I'm the champion. And there's a gauntlet match tonight. I'm not talking about Ronda. There's a gauntlet match tonight. They're going to be a new number one contender. I'm telling you right now. I'm giving notice to everyone. I don't care who wins that gauntlet match. I'm going to beat whoever that is and keep my champ, my title. End of her promo. That should have been the end of it. It could have been face. It could have been heel. I think she's turning heel. It doesn't matter, though. Either way, it's just confident, confident champion. Instead, she cried again and made excuses. Speaking of crying, guys, let's actually get into the show proper. Watch As we start off the show with Bailey Dakota Kai and Io Sky, and yes, I said Io Sky, and that's spelled with a I Y O, making the entrance, and Bailey gets on the mic. She criticizes the crowd for booing her and says they're all excited to see our dumb, smiling little faces. They don't want to be here either, but they know we need them to see what they do next to try and disvouge this uninspired division. <laughs> she says we we can't enjoy sitting and watching Becky Lynch play dress up every week or cheering for Bianca Belair, who would be nothing without her. That's why they had to make a statement last week for all of us, taking care of Becky's dumb shoulder and lighting a fire under every woman in the locker room and bringing that fighting spirit out of Bianca. They're bringing back what's been missing, and that's the hunger. She has a question for all us idiots, apparently, how is she the only one to realize what a lethal weapon Io Sky is or to see all the benefits of bringing Dakota Kai in? Uh, Dakota says Dakota they're Sky. going... Well, is it Kai and Ty? She 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 yeah, said no. Dakota Sky. She fucked up her promo. Did she? Oh, she fucked up? I didn't even realize. She corrected it immediately, she, but yeah. she she And she used those opportunities to tell I fans think I, to shut up. But, right, yeah. I th- right. I actually, I thought she did that on purpose, to be honest, guys, yeah, but she, she, maybe she, she did it. No. She didn't, it well, just rhymes, and it's already a problem for her. But when you said hunger, we know where the hunger is. It's Dakota Kai. The, the woman hasn't eaten in weeks. <laughs> I'll get into that in a minute. But anyway, Dakota goes on to say they're going to show everyone when they win the tag title tournament. And we get Alexa Bliss coming down with tag partner Asuka right behind her and Bianca Belair coming along after. Alexa and Asuka make the point that assuming Kai and Sky make it out of the first round, they'll have to fight them next. 
Bailey challenges the three of them to a trios match at Clash of at the Castle, and Bailey accepts, but she doesn't feel like keeping control. She feels like losing it. And the Raw Women's Champion ignites a powder keg of a brawl, which reminisces, which takes me straight back to the NWO once again, except with the women. Chris, what do you think of this promo? And also, do you think there's an NWO element here with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and uh, Io Sky? And when I say that, I mean, what's everyone's problem with these three women, man? It's like they're the poison, they're the outsiders that have come into the WWE and the women just don't like it. If there's a if there's an NWO element to this, it's like an NWO 1999 when it was just bloated and didn't make any fucking sense anymore. Because listen, like you're not gonna find a lot of people who do podcasting, um, especially not in our circles, who likes Bailey as much as I like Bailey. I love Bailey. Bailey's one of my favorites. Um, her work in NXT was honestly like pretty pivotal to bringing me back to wrestling for a long time there. Um, my girls were young and she was, you know, she was still in that, uh, you know, sort of uh, super fan kind of gimmick that she had when she was in NXT and when she was early on in WWE. So I love Bailey. I'm always going to be a fan of Bailey's. Um, and I don't mind her having her own uh, faction. My thing is with factions, you need, I need to understand who the fuck you are and why the fuck you're together. Um, you, you know, there needs to be some kind of there, there. And so far from what I've seen from watching the video packages from tonight and then also watching what they did live, I didn't see a there, there. I don't understand why these three are together, why those three would care about each other or want to see each other move forward. Um, I do like the talents in the group other than Dakota Kai, who I think is just, I, I, she's one of those stick insects that, that grew up or something. Um, yeah. As far as the promo goes, it wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't, it wasn't as great as I was sort of hoping it was after watching the the return of uh, of Killer Cross and some other things over the last couple of weeks. So, Jeff, what's your thoughts? Well, man? you and I have talked about this on other shows, so I don't want to take too much time with it. But I mean, I think every faction sort of tries to go a little bit for an NWO vibe or whatever. You know, whether it's closer to the horsemen or to the NWO or Bullet Club or whatever that. But I, I agree with Chris, other than the fact that they know each other from NXT, I, I don't know what the combination is. And and Dakota Kai doesn't scream intimidation to me. So, I mean, I would have preferred that they repackaged, I don't know, Raquel Rodriguez and put her in there as, as their diesel. Or the thing with Lacey Evans clearly isn't working. They don't know what to do with her. Put put her in there as their as their would suit that um, group actually. I think she'd be perfect. You know, Shayna Baszler is the enforcer, and Eo Sky is is the high flyer, and Bailey is is the is the leader. I mean, you know, not for nothing, but Bailey doesn't look like she's really in wrestling shape yet. Um, true. So you know, let her be the the spokesperson. I'm not as big a Bailey fan as a lot of people are. I mean, some people are just because they're attracted to her. Some people because they respect her work and whatever. But I've, I, I appreciate appreciated her a lot more as a heel, especially in the pandemic age. Her stuff with uh, making fun of Michael Cole was gold, and you know, and and she's tried. You know, 
uh, her talk shows stunk, but that's because of the guests and the scripting. What she tried to ding dong and whatever that was, that was funny and it was annoying. It wasn't Vicky Guerrero annoying, but it was, you know, it was like it was like that done better. I, I you know, I want to see where they go with it, but you know, this this is not the threesome they had planned for them to be going against. I mean, Becky Lynch's injury changed things. I don't know if it would have been any better. <laughs> I mean. I don't know. Again, this is a C. I, I don't. I don't feel a lot of cool vibe. I don't feel a lot of chemistry from them. Um, I don't feel like they have really showcased EO's skill set yet. I, I feel like even like Shotzi and EO make more sense together because they they sort of have the same game, and you put that with like a Shayna, and like there's your army. Shayna gets you down, and they they attack you from above, and you're dead. Um, but We'll see. I mean, it was less of the Bailey trio show tonight than it was last week where, I mean, they were like the Seth Rollins role last week where they had like four different roles. So, I mean, if you're looking for little things of improvement, there was no singular character or characters that the entirety of the show was focused around. Sort of the chaos going on subtly in the background was sort of your, your overall theme. So anything that's different, I'll take. Wow, I said I wasn't going to take too much time, and I took too much time. No, that's all good. It's interesting. Uh, what I want to point out also, like both of you guys said, I'm confused too, because at the end of the day, I think that these three being together just doesn't really make sense anyway. Like you said, Jeff, you could have put... You know, heck, I would have rather the four horsewomen be the big bad baddies in this, you know, in this case and run riot all across the women's division in WWE would have made so much more sense. But obviously they didn't go down that route and they couldn't have anyway because now that Becky Lynch is injured. But I would have gone somewhere along those lines or have all the big, tough women as a group. Like you said, Shayna Baszler, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, whoever, you know, uh, Lacey Evans. That would make more sense to me, you know what I mean? As a heel little faction. But... Really, let's be honest. Aya Shirai, Dakota Kai, and Bailey, it just doesn't make sense. And Dakota Kai just doesn't suit this group at all. Like, period. She just looks like some sort of steampunk. I don't even know what the fuck she is, to be honest. I mean, really, her hair is just yuck. Like, it just does Her body is sort of weird. She just looks out of place. And I'm not saying she's ugly. She's not. But she's just... I don't know, man. She just doesn't suit the group. I think she was just, them. I, I really think she was just an olive branch to people who have been released or left and really haven't found a place and were, were wrestling with, and an olive branch to the IWC who love her for whatever reason. I mean, I think sometimes they just love people who basically technically can do the moves and are small because um, that's what they know that people like me don't like. Um, and I'm the enemy. Um, but listen, you know, Again, we talked about it last week. Triple H achieved a lot with just the, the creation of this little group and the way he had a surprise and surprise returns and a surprise re-signing, uh, you know, and bringing in a new fact. Have we lost Jeff, Jeff Chris? So, oh, the, oh, there he is. yeah, we're here. Um, and anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sold on this this faction, but I'm not, I'm certainly not jumping overboard either. It's it's still very early. It just reminds me very much of when NWA slash WCW really didn't know quite know what to do with things, so they would 
just have Dusty in a feud with people who had like groups and like, you know, he would randomly pick two or three faces to back him up. And, you know, like a, you know, he'd be three months, you know, with the road warriors and three months against the road warriors and the horsemen. And so then he'd have, you know, face Nikita and sting and like Ronnie Garvin or something, you know, the, the Brad Armstrong, they, they would just throw groups together to, you know, be, you know, counter. And this just sort of seems like what they're doing here. Yeah, it's ran- it's very random, guys. Right? I mean, is there a name for these three, Chris? Do you even know? Oh, I, I'm, I. It just says Bailey every time they come out, so I don't know. <laughs> I, um, you know, and you could even you could do something that could make that could that could create some connective tissue between the three of them. I mean, you wanted to have some kind of a surprise when they first debuted. Okay, fine, that's fair enough. Um, you know, have them debut. Don't explain why they're together that night. The next night, though, give us a, a 30 second vignette of Bailey walking into NXT and say three weeks ago, right? Have Bailey walking into NXT and going up to Dakota Kai and saying, look, it's like looking in a mirror, except that you're still stupid. Like you're still like you came into you came into wrestling the same way I did, thinking that you were going to be, you know, everybody's hero and you were going to be this great, you know, this great girl that all the girls could look up to. And, you know, that would be, you know, that that would be enough. And then you realize that, well, it's not well. And look, you, you're still not winning anything important. So why don't you come up to the why don't you come up to raw with me and I'll show you how to make it work. I mean, you could do something like that. It's a 30 second vignette. It's not long. It, and then everybody goes, Oh, I get it. I mean, it still might not be good, but at least it's something. Like, like she tried. She said, I can't believe nobody's recognized what an offensive West weapon EO sky was. And nobody recognized what Dakota Kai brings to the table. She couldn't even tell you what Dakota Kai brings to the table. Like, mm-hmm. She's a cerebral assassin. She's a tactician. That, she, that She's crafty. She knows every way to win. Whatever. Nothing. She had nothing. Um, but when you're looking for a name, they can add a fourth and they can call them the Bailey Quarters. So for anybody who doesn't know what that is, Bailey Quarters was a character in WKRP in Cincinnati. I definitely didn't know what the hell that was. So. That's a deep cut. <laughs> there you go. That's a deep cut. Yeah, they were the, like Marianne and Ginger from Gilligan's Island. They were always the people who liked Marianne, even though Ginger was clear. There was Lonnie Anderson who played Jennifer, the receptionist, and she was she was the smoke show on on that. Uh, but they were always the people who that were like, I prefer Bailey Quarters. They were always those people. Well, guys, let's get into the first matchup of no. The evening. Let's talk about WKRP in Cincinnati. It's probably better that we did. But anyway, who cares? Let's just get into the first matchup, which it was between Angelo Dawkins versus Seth Rolly Polly Rollins. And uh, you know what? This is a much better match than I anticipated. Um, I mean, we had all sorts of stuff going on in this match. I mean, we had uh, like all sorts of ducking going on from Angelo Dawkins from the, the curb stomp. I mean... You know, Dawkins hits a sky high. Rollins kicks out. Another blackout attempt reversed. Armia counters sky high. Underhooks and Rollins wins by pinfall via pedigree. Chris, what do you think of the match? Uh, well, Seth Rollins over D'Lo Brown Jr. Uh, not bad. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, it, the match flowed well. There wasn't any major uh, mess ups. Uh, it it looked like two men competing to win an athletic competition, which was good. I was happy with it. Um, a few things, Seth Rollins calling himself the gatekeeper. I'm not sure if the people writing this shit for him know what a gatekeeper is, 
A gatekeeper is someone who basically they lose to the really talented people and they make sure that the untalented people don't move up. If at 30-something you're already calling yourself the gatekeeper of the WWE, uh, it's not a good look, bro. Like, like That's something that maybe you could get off as a gimmick if you're 50-something-year-old Finley when he got to the WWE or... Um, you know, maybe you could do that right now with Chris Jericho. Um, but calling yourself the gatekeeper when you, as you know, presumably still have plans to main event WrestleMania is in the future. Not a good look, not a good catchphrase. Um, the match was fine as it was, and, uh, I'm looking forward to what they can do with Ford. I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of money in, in Dawkins though. I, he's talented, but I'm just not sure. I think Dawkins is a lot better than you give him credit for, Chris, as a matter of fact. And I just want to point out before I get to Jeff, boy, was he awkward being topless. I'm just saying. But anyway, Jeff, what did you think of the match? Um, I mean, listen, after last week we said next week, obviously, Seth Rollins is going to beat Angelo Dawkins. Uh, and right. just the question is how and, and you know if anything happens with Ford. Well, this is what happened, and Ford rescued him after being ejected. So they're still a team. The question is, they can't win championships as a team and they can't beat they can't win singles matches individually so they're not better together they're not even better apart so what, what should they should they go find elias and and you know you know one can play the bass and the other can play keyboards i i, I don't know i mean <laughs> I, I i'm not sure where, where this is going i know they're really just buying time for randy orton to come back so right. you know, riddle and orton sure. can be a thing and i guess seth gets a partner or whatever uh Maybe him and Kevin Owens form their diabolical, you know, frenemies team again. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but the match itself was fine. I mean, it was a wrestling match between two good wrestlers. And, yes, Angelo Dawkins is better in the ring, but he doesn't have the look. He doesn't have the presence. And while, he has, on, first of all. while he has a certain <laughs> confidence – doesn't really have charisma he's like that loud guy in the party that you don't want to be loud now i feel the same way about ford I'd, i i'm not interested but a lot of people say he's the loud guy at the party that that you want to be around and uh, you well, know i like ford a lot actually a lot of people yeah so I disagree i'm, I'm with just you, not right. one of them that's okay i'm but i'm not blind no, to the fact that okay, lots right. of people see that um but you know I think sometimes people are desperate to find a new rock wherever they can. So Ford is this version. Ricky Starks is the AW version. I don't think either one of them is either close. But listen, Ford looks good. He's bulking up. He's got the better body. You know, he's he's got the better he's got intensity back. too. <laughs> huh? He's got a lot of intensity, which I like as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's true, and I'm not sure that he really has more intensity than Dawkins, but he looks like he does. Like he's got he's got right. the crazy eyes. Dawkins, exactly, does. exactly. Um, no, you're right. You know, like the Ethan Page eyes. You can make them go really big, um, but the rest of Dawkins is Ethan Page, except for the eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's good. You can't say anything bad about him, but yeah, whatever. If he if he left tomorrow, no one would really notice. Um, just like Scorpio Sky's been gone for two months and nobody said a word, um, except for me. Anyway, match was fine. It was what I expected, more or less. What's to say? Well, post-match, Seth, Seth ends up uh, hitting uh, a blackout on Dawkins. We see then the Mysterios hanging out backstage when Edge rolls up. He says he knows things went sideways last week, but if things got, get hot oh. with Judgment Day... 
I was confused. Hell. I thought Why that was Claudio and Jonathan Gresham. Ah, good point. Anyway, Dominic gives him some side eye and Edge admits sparing him was an accident and asks if they're cool. Mysterio says they're cool and then he shoves Edge and storms off over Ray's attempt to smooth things over. And, uh, you know, he even said to Dominic, and I'm talking about Ray Mysterio, that Edge is La Familia. Like, come on, really? <laughs> Chris, what do you think of this little segment, man? Uh, I know, it's draining, bro. Listen, um, I, I love Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I'm also a huge fan of Edge. I thought Edge and Christian were uh, one of the most entertaining things about the Attitude Era. Um, I, I really honestly find uh, what they're doing with Edge to be a waste of his talents right now. He's less than when he's a face because he's not able to be as frustratingly annoying as he can be, um, which is fun. It's fun to watch him be a total fucking jackass. And that's harder to do when you're trying to be a heel. Uh, Dominic Guerrero, uh, it's just not Mm. a good pro wrestler. He, his, his facials don't get up to get up to, you know, an acceptable level his voice is always a little bit off his promo wording is not is not good he he can move around the ring a little bit but he's not he's not that good um somebody said that logan paul looked better already than dominic mysterio that's not wrong that's not wrong and that's his first match dominic has been doing this for well over two years at this point and he still doesn't seem to really get it you want us to slow dance or something? What, you don't know what this tune is, dude? Is this the same guy Chris before? knows what it is. It's Eddie Guerrero's WCW theme, as a matter of fact. Just remixed. Since you brought up Dominic Guerrero, I thought I'd, I'd play that. We're going old At school. Please play the real one. Play Latino Heat. That's, that's, that's the banger. Latino Heat. We're talking about the WCW theme here, actually. Jeff, if you remember it or don't, I can't believe he doesn't. Remember I, I, I don't because I didn't care about Eddie Mister Mister uh, Eddie Guerrero in, in WCW. <laughs> wasn't wasn't the who's who's the daddy story in WWF or WWE? Yeah, it was. So so well, what is what does the WCW theme have to do with our theme? All right, fine. Then it's got to do with La Raza at this point. All right, guys, because I mean there was a lot of family. Yeah, mentions are obviously Canadians. I mean, the Edge is familiar. <laughs> it's right. He's La Raza, according to uh, <laughs> according to Rey Mysterio. At this point, I don't even know who the family is anymore. Viva La Raza. Listen, all I have to Viva say about Dominic is he's useless, he, he, but he found a gimmick that actually works for me, and that's every week getting mercilessly beat up by Rhea Ripley. <laughs> And if he if that happens every week, he can do that gimmick as long as Orange Cassidy has been doing his gimmick. That's it. That's the end. That's it. Him just getting beat up by Rhea Ripley and destroyed every single week. She doesn't need any help. Nothing like this. My hope in this is that actually the whole getting kicked out of Judgment Day thing, they reverse that. I know they felt they needed faces at the time, but they're bringing in new people. Cody's on the men. Lashley's getting some heat, you know, some steam. You know, maybe they can go with 
I'm the one who was making the schism between you and Dominic, and not because we wanted Dominic so that Rhea could destroy your son, so that we could destroy your son. You think that Priest wasn't around? Doesn't matter. Rhea's not around. You think Rhea's not around? Then Priest's not around. You think both of them not around? Finn's not around. And you know when you think all of them not around, then I'm going to spear you from the back. I, and I hope they do that. A few weeks ago, I was said, but that's too clever. Now, maybe not so much, because you're right. Edge as a heel is better, especially at 49. Um, we'll see. I didn't think much of, of the segment, though. Uh, I mean, Dominic can't act. Ray really can't act. And he just looks absurdly tiny. Can they rename Dom to Sub? Because I think that would fit his current personality a little bit better. Sub Mysterio. <laughs> Sub Mysterio. You know, just I was a dom. Now I met this gigantic woman, and I'm a sub. That's I, you know. That's why we miss you, Chris. That's why we miss you, man. Oh fuck me! I just want to point out about Dom, though. Even just calling him Dom just feels yuck. Actually, I don't know why, man. Just it, it, it would be like an homage to Latino Heat when you had Eddie with China. You got Dominic, his son, with Rhea. Good. I mean, it's 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 Jeez. almost close. Oh, God, can you imagine he starts playing Latino heat? Like, I mean, literally, he'd be like, Orale, mamacita. As long as he's the battered spouse in an abusive situation. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. That'd be fucking brilliant. And I mean, to the point where, like, for example, tonight, he had those cuts, you know, the makeup and, and whatnot. But I mean, we literally see him get abused. Maria Ripley. Yeah, she comes that out with, a, with like a like a leash, like they used to do with oh. abyss. <laughs> you know, a gimp mask with like a ball tie in his mouth. That's like, a luchador mask. It becomes a gimp mask. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Congratulations! Why I like that, but you like wore your first luchador mask. Oh, really? Yep. Oh <laughs> man! <laughs> Put him like Planet of the Apes with those the collars on Charlton Heston, and drag him around. Oh, this is so oh, awesome! Man. Give him demolitions all here. So after this they is shrink. so much better than anything they're planning. Uh, yeah, of course it is. But uh, it, it's oh, a, it's man. also very much rated uh, mature. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, speaking of mature, has Raw even officially gone to TV 14 yet? It hasn't, has it? No, nobody knows. I, I, I didn't pay attention. But, uh, you know, that cross well, gladiator think... gear is still lying around. Just put it in the dryer yeah. a few times and it could get done. <laughs> what, the Ron Simmons <laughs> gladiator? costume that he wore when he first debuted in WWE. Yeah, red, not blue, but yeah. Oh, God. I just want to say one thing about Dom. I now mean, I can't the image of him with... Anyway. <laughs> that I really can't get out of my head now. Yeah, thank Denada. you. <laughs> but I will say, I, I do like that. Don't get me wrong. I do like that scenario. For some reason, it's, it's actually quite good. But I will point out, he's a half-decent wrestler, guys. Come on. We've got to give him credit for that. Absolutely not. not that bad. He's, he's, he's a say. waste of space, oxygen, matter, and everything that's between matter and energy and, and space and solids, liquids, and gases. When that guy can get on WWE TV every week, but uh, GGP can't get a callback, it's not fair. It's not good. I won't say he's a Dude. decent wrestler. He's bad. You compare him to actual good wrestlers who are out there, oh, he's not a good wrestler. No, he ain't. Well, yeah. The only good thing about his wrestling is his last name. That's full stop. 
Yeah, unfortunately, it's true. I mean, it is. Is it, it true is. or is he a good wrestler? You, 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 you can't be convinced this easily. I'm talking about his last name, but you just said Chip. I know, but, but I said it's the only good thing about him, and you said it's true after saying All right, moving on. This segment lasted like 20 seconds. Fuck. Yeah, I'm probably trying to break it down for way too long over here, but uh, still, I mean, we need to talk about it. I mean, I don't even know why these kids got a job other than being the son of Eddie Gr- I mean, Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? So, other than there is that, no I mean, other reason. Point. It's right. not a mystery. You know I mean? This is this you know is was... a this this is a less mysterious mystery than Knives Out. This <laughs> we know why he has a job. There's no fucking questions. <laughs> I'll tell you when I realized that we're actually fucking old now, guys. Is when I, I realized he's 25 years old right now. Can you believe that shit? He's 25 fucking years old. That's nuts to me. No, uh, he, he just said just Ray crazy. knows him 25 years. Who knows when Ray first met him? <laughs> That was stupid. That was the dumbest fucking thing. He goes, yeah, well, you've known me for 25 years. It's like, really, Dom? Shut up. You've like, sucked all of them. <laughs> anyway. They came out of a shit machine, and you're still a shit machine. Oh, God. Well, speaking of shit machine, let's end this shit machine right now. As we come back from the commercial, we get a video package of Tommaso Ciampa as the Miz is interviewed backstage with Champa in tow, he calls Logan Paul a hack and says that Tom has come out ahead of ahead from all of this. I like how he calls him Tom, which is kind of weird, but I kind of like it. I get a kick out of it. Champa goes on to say, if you want something to believe in, believe in him. And he's dedicating this match to Harley Race, the first United States champion and the man that trained him and made him who he is. And who passed away on this day three years ago, just quietly, guys. With Harley looking down on him and the Miz at ringside, when Bobby Lashley looks him in the eyes, he'll feel his sacrifice and realize he's already lost. Jeff, did you like this little hum fuckery Um, of a promo? Well, I mean, I've seen better Ciampa promos. I do, I do like that WWE is now recognizing the past and history and, sure. you know, talking about Harley Race. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats and someone that, you know, I'm not going to say I grew up on him, but he was someone that I heard of. And, like, he was like, he wasn't in my part of the world. Like, you know, I was in the Northeast. So I knew who, I had heard of Dusty Rhodes. I had heard of Harley Race. I had heard of Jerry Lawler, but you didn't really get to see them that much. So when I did, it was, it felt special and cool. Um, but this was a really good face promo, except at the end he stayed heel, which was a little bit strange. I figured maybe the match with Lashley would have been one of those mutual respect things and they would, you know, turn that around also, but no, but it, it was a good face promo, but he's not a face. So, I mean, I was interested to see what would happen with him the rest of the, the, the night. Um, but no, I, I, I don't think he speaks loudly enough i mean he sort of whispers a little too much it's like he mumbles almost he just he just seems a lot older than he is i mean the miz is six or seven years older than him and just he just looks like he's it's i mean i feel like champa is like like was born a year after me well you know why you know why he talks like that jeff the seven broken necks i don't know tell me it's, it's because, <laughs> because he's from uh <laughs> He's from the islands of Sicily. He will, uh, yes. <laughs> he will make you an offer that you can't refuse for the United States Championship. And I'm going to go out there today. 
man and beat that large man for that championship. And I'll bring it back to the family. And the familia. Well, I want the chopper who sits backwards on a chair like this and talks with his head down like this. They, you know, almost like he's a uh, Mike Ehrman Trout from the uh, the banks from uh, uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, and says something loud and then throws a chair away and just walks away like sort of mid thought. That that that's the chop I want. Face or heel, it works. It's perfect. I mean, mm. come on, they didn't call him the Italian, uh, the Sicilian psychopath for nothing, guys. Come on, the Sicilian psychopath, the Scottish psychopath. Uh, yeah. I saw Mercedes <laughs> Renato, aka Sasha Banks, saying that they should bring back Dijak as the Croatian Colossus. We have the Nigerian no. Giant. Stop. No. Your, your country of origin and big is not a gimmick. <laughs> hey, back in the day it was. Amen, Jeff. I mean, when you're seven foot three, okay, the Nigerian Giant works. It's enough. But for everyone else, no, you. It, it, I mean, it's it's like we've got the Celtic warrior. I mean, we just we just don't need somebody's. You, you know, come up with not something. for nothing, but the Canadian crippler, the Canadian. Oh, there, there, there you go. go. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just it's just not it's just not a gimmick, or at least it's not a gimmick for six people at the same time on the same show. I can't help but think. Every time I look at Champa and the Miz together, I think this. <laughs> Does anyone remember that tune in the background? Anybody? No? Really? Is this name Come that on. tune? What is happening here? It's like the Spirit Squad. The Beverly Brothers. The Be no, the Beverly Brothers. Well, that's, that's definitely I don't know I what's with you in playing up. 80s generic music tonight. It's not WWE <laughs> 80s generic theme songs, what, as what a matter of fact. What was in that bong? <laughs> it was not your usual brand. <laughs> it was an 80s blend, actually, Jeff. I think it's <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elevator Shaft with your DJ, Jimmy T. <laughs> that's, that's right. I mean, yeah. Johnny, Johnny play, loves jazz, or Johnny, you know, Shattered Dreams, or... You know, Squiddy Politty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm just saying. Giving me nothing but a shattered dream. Shattered dreams. Don't. That's going to stay in my fucking head now, please. Well, that if you're a fault for playing all of this, go to my room. All night long. All night long. Oh, no. <laughs> so, all right, listen, all right, all right. I will keep right. doing it as long as you keep doing it. I will stop as long as you stop. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, anyway, we move on to the next matchup between Ezekiel or is it friggin', uh, you know, what's his name? Elias versus Kevin Owens. I love this match because Kevin Owens absolutely bum-rushed Ezekiel and dominated him, made it look really good. I guess from now on, guys, and I'm going to ask you first, Chris, does that mean we're going to get Elias from next week moving forward? And no more Ezekiel? I hope they, they that they don't jump the gun on that that quickly. I mean, give them a little bit of time, bring them back in some capacity. I do think that Elias is, I mean, that's the gimmick. Ezekiel is stupid. Ezekiel was Absolutely. somebody in the WWE was bored and was like, you know what would be funny if we did? We just, we just took everything that was entertaining about this character 
and then just bring him back and then dress him like the ultimate warrior, but without all the muscles and tassels. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a great idea. That's a fucking stupid idea. It's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever fucking heard. I mean, it's not because we're talking about the WWE and I've heard dumb well. fucking ideas. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were supposed to be a female cane at one fucking point. Like, it's all stupid, but... That was dumb. So, yes, please bring back Elias uh, in some capacity. And pissed off, violent Kevin Owens? I'll take that every week. Thank you. Yes, I will. I'll take it every week. I'll say thank you for giving that to me. And uh, I'll put up with his friend Jack Sant as he cuts promos about how angry he is. I'm. It's great. I agree. I like it a lot. Go, Jeff. Ezekiel got the jobber entrance. Yeah, this is the end of Ezekiel. He's, he's there's an injury angle. He's off TV. For now, maybe forever, but it'll be a long enough time to grow back a beard. So there you go. Yeah, Ezekiel has more that's run its course. There was only so many places you could go with that. I would have preferred that actually a piano fell on him and, you know, and and he got those like birds popping out of his head like when Riddle kicks his flip-flops off and then he remembered he was Elias, but this will do. Yeah, I'm I'm happy this is over. I'm I'm, I'm pretty certain as you guys... Plus, it'll be easier for the Street Profits to find them when they want to be part of the backup band. (laughs) Well, I'm just happy that I'm sick of Ezekiel. It was going to go nowhere. Elias is the money man, really, when you compare it. I'm just not happy that we didn't see, was it Erod? Whatever the fuck, Elrod? You don't know that Elrod is not coming. True. But at this point, he might come all over us. I dare say, yeah, exactly. I don't want that to happen. But right now, I do want Elias to come back. And I think I don't want fucking Al Rod with it. Too much machismo. <laughs> too much machismo. I just don't want fucking anything else named Alroyd, Ezekiel. Let's just stick with Elias. I'm happy to walk with Elias from this day forth. And let's just move on. But uh, anyway, I actually enjoyed this match, though. But it was a no. F- Apparently a no finish is announced, but that should either yeah, be a no contest the or a referee rang. stoppage win. It right, should have been, been a countout. It should uh, Kevin Owens should have won that match. That that was my only issue with it. The bell rang. He attacked him after the bell rang. Right. It was a match. The guy couldn't continue. It's a forfeit or a countout. Whatever. TKO. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, weird. Weird shit. There was. Yeah. Look, I don't know. It was pretty weird. But anyway, we are promised an update on Ezekiel's condition later on in the show. Um, Judgment Day then make their entrance and get on the mic. Finn Balor begins saying that Edge and Rey Mysterio think they should fear them, but they can't get on the same page. And Dominic Mysterio has already abandoned both of them as Judgment Day don't fear anyone, guys, because fear isn't real. It's a product of your imagination, but danger is real. And tonight you're going to find out that he is in danger. Anyway, Damien challenges Edge to a match in two weeks because Raw will be in Toronto and in front of his familia and whatever friends he has left as Judgment Day will end Edge. Then we see Mysterio walking backstage when he runs into Edge, ironically. Ray says he can't a hold of Dom. He can't get a hold of Dom, sorry. And Edge says his offer still stands. Ray says they'll make things worse with Dom and he just knows he'll come to his senses before the match. Chris, anything to write home with this shit? Uh, okay. Uh, Balor was quoting Will Smith from After Earth. Uh, it was a bad <laughs> movie. It was not a better promo. Excuse me. Um, 
Finn Balor, I have a really hard time taking seriously as a menacing, evil, bad guy type. Um, oh, I really have facials. Like, it just looks stupid. I have a hard time taking him seriously as anything other than a plucky underdog baby face. And I, I do like Finn Balor as a plucky underdog baby face. Um, <laughs> Damien Priest is the most vanilla person I think I've ever heard speak. Nothing about what he How said. How dare you, Chris? I, nothing about what he <laughs> said was impressive or memorable or anything like that. It was just, I am Damien Priest and I <laughs> want to fight you, Edge, and I'm going to beat you because I'm going to. Uh, not good. If you're going to do this whole spooky thing where you've got like the entrance thing where they're the druids with the robes and the swords and the we're dark and we're mysterious and we're the judgment day. I mean, literacy aside on that naming convention, but um, if you're going to go with that, you need to fucking go all in on it because just being like. We're the Judgment Day, and look at our spooky druids we have for our entrance, and we're just going to come out and talk about how we're going to beat you because fear isn't... Re- Shut the... Like, do something, for fuck's sakes. I mean, you know, we make fun sometimes of, like, you know, the death triangle and, like, how Penta comes out dressed as, you know, the Pope or whatever and then loses promptly in three minutes, but at least they're doing something to connect with We're Dark, Here's How That Works... Right now, I mean, since the beginning of this thing with the Judgment Day, which is, I mean, every single time I have to say that, I'm getting fucking angry. But, I mean, since the beginning of the whole the Judgment Day group, it's been, (laughs) we're dark and spooky, and now we're going to come out and talk about how bad your sports team is. Grow up. Fucking connect something. And we're not talking about connect four either, just quietly. In other words, like you said, Chris, grow the fuck up. And that's why I'm playing the God of Thunder in the background. I mean, wouldn't that be more cooler? Something like that, you know what I'm saying? Than what they, whatever they're doing now. The name sucks. First of all, Judgment Day. What you're playing? Just truck careful. <laughs> why? Why is that, Jeff? Please. I'm a I'm a living jukebox. Ah, come on, you love the God of Thunder, bro. You know you do. Don't, don't test me. That's what he's suggesting, is Jimmy, is that if you keep playing this music, I know, I know. he's going to start singing and shit. This is going to become the recording it. room with Evil Dose. I mean, we entered into <laughs> a detente, a treaty, moments ago, and you yourself are unilaterally, you are launching missiles into my territory. <laughs> Come on, man. It's, it's the subject matter. It just reminded me of what Chris was saying. I don't want to hear your you know, excuses. Your 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 promo is as bad as Finn Balor as a Gil. It is hollow. I never said I was a good promo. It's not scary. You know what's scary? My singing. (laughs) Um, I am not as negative as Chris is on Damian Priest. Um, I think with a little bit of freedom, he will either sink or he will swim. He will either find his Roman Reigns confidence cadence, where he will find his own words. Or he won't be. Right now, he's clearly only comfortable with scripting, and it's the same people, I guess, writing his scripts because I guess they felt it was good enough. One thing about him is that all I could see is that giant cross coming out. And listen, if your gimmick is the Judgment Day and you're dark, have it be an upside down cross, which is satanic. 
Don't don't make right. it a crime. Don't don't pronounce your Christianity and your the Judgment Day unless you are evangelicals, unless you are some sort of right wing Christianity. That's your character. So, you know, don't have the same cross as Rey Mysterio has on his on his mask as a face. You know, just you know, it's just little things like that that bug me to, to make this whole thing feel a little bit hollow. And I think that they do need Edge. And Finn as a heel has never worked for me. I know people like the demon makeup. It's just makeup. Yeah, the makeup's cool, but he doesn't wrestle any differently as a demon, and he certainly doesn't wrestle any differently as a heel. I mean, if if he did something different as, as a heel than as a face, other than a few words, maybe there'd be something. But I'm with Chris. Like, the guy is a perfect baby face and i don't even want to say underdog because he's been around long enough and had enough success he's sort of he's not daniel bryan or brian danielson but he's been successful enough that he's he's not even your underdog anymore that you you he's like ray mysterio jr you despite his size you have to respect him because he's that quick he's that smart and he and he's that tough even though he's sort of brittle um anyway i i think we're talking about this segment more than merits it it's a story. They seem to be married to the story. They're going. They're letting it play out, um, and of course, the reason is because some promises and assurances were made to Mysterio about his useless weirdo son. Well, I just want to point out first of all, they should go all out with the priest character. And why can't I hear myself in the background there? For you're done. It was happening for a sec, but you're good. Okay, cool. Thank you. Well, anyway. I want him to be a priest. Fuck it. Let's go all out. You say upside down cross? Nah. Forget it. I want a cross. I want him to wear a black, you know, robe like the priests do and just be a priest. Why you not? could have him be Mordecai. <laughs> but the opposite of Mordecai. We can have him, I don't know, Angelenikai or something like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damien Angelic. I mean, Can listen, like Christianity is, is unpopular enough with a certain segment of the population right now that you You'd probably be could. Heal, dude. You probably could push <laughs> it. And I mean, listen, like, y- y- even with the part of the, you know, part of the crowd that's into Christianity, if you pushed him appropriately, like, uh, you know, uh, what's that Baptist church? Uh, I can't remember what they're uh, called. The but... Saints? The something Saints? No, it's called. one of those. No, Baptist that's Chris's churches. former church. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, oh, yeah, that's your ch- That's your former church. Yeah. I, my memory's not coming back to me, but they pick it outside of like soldier funerals and stuff like that and talk about how people are soldier going to hell. Um, so, okay. I mean, you could go with like a very judgmental Christian character right now and it could get over as like pretty major heat, but I don't know that they want to go that route. That's. That's treading on pretty, like, you're going to have people complaining very, very quickly. And I don't know that the WWE wants to deal with that in any real right. capacity. But, but that's what wrestling used to do. But, I mean, exactly. this is an old man picking fist to cloud. And, by the way, exactly. Lacey Evans, that would be perfect for her character to slip right into that. Yeah. Um, just like, you, you fans, you betrayed me. Everything I gave to you. And, like, you know. I don't know how to say it other than... And you've betrayed your Lord and Savior, who's told us that we should do this, that, and the other thing, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can lean into it. It's great. I've seen the light, and the light is not light. The light is darkness. You have to go through the darkness to find the true light. So so whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah, I mean, and whatever the outfit is, whether it's white or whether it's a Jesuit or whether they made something else that's priestly, you know, they don't need to use an upside down cross. Make up a symbol. Every every other show is about cults with made up symbols carved into woods. Just 
Make up your own with a triangle, a couple dots, and a crescent moon. It, it, Watch a nice. random episode of Buffy and steal that. There's, right. There's bound you know, to be something in one of those. Just add fangs to the crescent moon. There you go. The end. <laughs> Ain't hard. Yeah, exactly. Just fangs. That's all you need. I mean, shit. It's true. But, um, yeah. I mean, why not? Or make I mean, it the bio- biohazard sign and make them scientists. Science <laughs> is the new evil religion. The, what did you say? Rollins is the new evil religion? No, science. I never talk about Rollins. You talk oh, about Rollins. Sorry. Sir. He said science. I thought he said Rollins for some reason. Even Stop though saying Rollins. Something like that. Seth freaking Rollins. I hate Jeff. him. I know you do. Just because I like him and Steve likes him doesn't mean you should hate him. Steve's an Jesus. idiot. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I didn't say nothing, Steve. He did. Not me. Just quietly. Um, anyway. Um, Let's move on to the next matchup. I didn't say I wasn't um, an idiot. <laughs> well, Finn Balor goes up against Rey Mysterio. Uh, excuse me, that's all I think about it. As Finn Balor wins by pinfall with a coup de gras, uh, whatever, it is what it is. He ends up winning with an inverted 1916, and that's that. I mean, I don't really give a shit at this point. I'm so sick to death of this story freaking line and really judgment day like you guys said before need not judgment edge. day oh the judgment day the judgment day yeah the judgment day that's right the, My ju- bad. the judgment day do you guys is anything you guys want to touch on when it comes to this matchup or should we just move right the just, hell on just the Rhea beat up dominic that was the distraction that allowed the win and that was the only good part of the segment um one thing i want to ask is like is it an attempt to get heel heat for wrestlers to wear handkerchiefs out of the back pocket of their uh, trunks now? because He's I... a creep, dude. He's a Grape Street creep. That's what I thought that was representing. I mean, what else? Why is he wearing that? Why is Rhea wearing bowling shirts? <laughs> He's wearing bowling shirts? <laughs> hey, at least Rhea, the only thing that's come good out of this The Judgment Day is Rhea Ripley. Really? Believe it or not. And yes, that is a pun. Um, really, Rhea is the only shining light in this group. She comes across as the true leader of the faction. Let's be honest, she does. When the she's three the only one together, who I take she's the only one who I take seriously as somebody who could potentially be looking at a, at a at someone and thinking, I actually really want to fucking hurt you because I believe in the darkness. Like she actually gives that off a little bit dude yeah but damien priest you know i I never bought it off of him even when he was punishment martinez i never bought that coming off of him uh finn balor plays with fucking legos you can't play with legos and also be a demented demon worshiping dark master of darkness like i'm sorry you said it right there chris the demon version of finn balor should be part of this group even that's like the bigger like, remember how we, you know, Vince McMahon <clears throat> was the higher power? You know, it was me, Austin, it was me all along. Something along those lines where you don't really see the demon Bella, but you hear him in the background. You know, he's talking in their heads, commanding them to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Something along those lines, I think would have been a brilliant sort of story telling arc. But I guess WWE don't think that deep. I mean, they could have done something like that, but they chose not to. Instead, we just got Finn Balor with his purple do-rag, with his weird, I'm going to say it, hoofy pants, right? That just doesn't suit him. Let's be honest, right? 
and we got Mr. Martinez, or should I say Mr. Priest. Talking like this all the time. Like, come on. It is what it is, but that's that's just how I feel. I think they could have been way more creative if they're going to have Finn in the group. You might as well utilize his demon half, right? But now that doesn't exist anymore, apparently. I'll say that Rhea seems to channel the best parts of the Joker and Catwoman into one embodiment. I don't. I think that though, because of the the failings of the Judgment Day, she has surpassed them, and the women's division doesn't with Becky gone doesn't seem overcrowded any longer. It it seems like it's filled with a lot of mid carders, but not really top carders. You've got Bianca. Um, that's sort of it on the raw side. I mean, you can say Asuka, but has she really felt like a, a top tier person for a while? Alexa? She Rhea is the only one. I actually think Rhea is the only one that's separated from everybody else in the women's division that's doing her own thing, which in my opinion makes her the, I was going to say the guy, but the woman of the division that just, just haven't, she hasn't got the belt yet. That's yeah, no, I think it would make a lot of sense. And, you know, if, if Priest can't do it on his own, he can be her heater, not the reverse. I mean, that, that's, that's fine. He, he looks yeah. big and scary. He don't need to say much. And they can just they can just rename that group, too. It can be two poofs and a dominatrix. That's great. <laughs> the Lilith Fair. <laughs> little, little affair. Hey, I like that too. Anything's better than the That's Judgment one, Day. Actually. Even if you just drop the from the goddamn fucking title, it'd be fine. Oh. Judgment Day. Great. We're Judgment Day. We're the Judgment Day. You sound like a bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> it's true, she did. He's right. That's true. That's true. The smart Jimmy's right. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I can't stop coughing. I'm gonna when I hold Is you that against, what that I'm, was? Gonna, I'm gonna get you. I'm not, no comment. Anyway, um, let's move on <laughs> to the next matchup, which is uh because we get oh actually before we do that, we get from dumb shit to even dumber shit with Dana Brooke and Tamina. I interviewed backstage. Dana says she picked Tamina as her partner for the tournament because she's been her toughest challenger's 24-7 champion. Bailey rolls up with her pals and says she's not coming for a 24-7 belt, but her team is going to win because she was one of the inaugural tag champs. Big fucking deal. So anything you guys want to touch on or do we just move on to Z match? I'm just disappointed the 24-7 title still exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, um, I've I've been what I've been watching Dana Brooks since NXT. That was definitely Carmella tonight. I that the mm, person that was the best match in the history of her being on the main fucking roster. Straight up, I'm gonna because it, it wasn't now. Dana Brooke. There's no way that was Dana Brooke. I remember Doesn't what Dana look Brooke like looks her. like. Right, that's Absolutely. not what Dana Brooke looks like. She even wore Nobody all red knows. tonight. That's Carmella. Stop fucking lying to me, WWE. No shit. In no wonder series, Corey was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, guys. I mean, tell me. Can you imagine if Corey Graves got a whole path and he actually picked Dana Brooke? I mean, <laughs> oh, would be boy. like, what a waste! <laughs> like oh, you boy. dumbass. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, just pick Dewdrop. At least it's different right. enough. Like right. enough, yeah. <laughs> Yuck. Uh, 
God damn it, guys. I can't stop fucking coughing. With this ridiculousness. Stop smoking a bowl before you fucking record. (laughs) (laughs) You motherfuckers. I want to get you. I'll get you, cunts. But no, no, no. Whoops. I didn't mean that. My bad. Um, anyway, now you got you guys just threw me right off, but but seriously, so difficult. You know how easily distracted I get, Jeff. You should know no, better. No, but, but some, some Turkish and Bulgarian people told me that you do were not dumb. say that. Do not. I pretend you never said that. And Armenian and Albanian told me the Greeks were went were weak. <laughs> now you're a prick, straight up. <laughs> I don't straight know what that means. Do you want to tell me about it? I, I don't know. Even Thank smart Jimmy's going to get pissed off at that one, man. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed off at that one. Hey, anyway, let's not fucking go there. Now you're really throwing me off. Otherwise, I'll oh, keep sorry, you definitely not going to tell you what Azerbaijani told me. Okay, anyway, let's keep let's keep talking here. Dana Brooke, I mean... He I, muted I, himself, I, he's so mad. <laughs> I, I even, I even honestly, I didn't hear her do... Like, when she did talk, I didn't even hear the uh minnesota soccer mom thing like coming out coming out of her <laughs> accent so i like you know because normally she talks like this don't you know and she didn't even fucking do that so that woman was not dana brooke they have murdered dana brooke it's just carmella uh stop pretending wwe you know that's okay i i, I accept that solution she honestly that was the best match i've ever seen her in period her whole career in WWE, the amount of plastic surgery she's had, she definitely isn't Dana Brooke anymore. But uh, she's improved, I guess. And even Tamina looked half decent in this matchup. Let's be honest, guys. I didn't mind the match, to be honest with I you. For what it was, it was Weird. fine. Right. But stop telling me that Dana Brooke has improved. If you if you put Bret Hart in the Ultimate Warrior's gear, he's still Bret Hart. Okay, so that was Carmella. Stop saying Dana Brooke had a good match. Yeah, pay attention, Jimmy. Um, I I I didn't like the match, and I'll I'll tell you why. You have this new faction coming in, and they didn't kill these two comedy characters. Basically, they they should they should have destroyed them. They should have used teamwork to take down. Tamina, they should have taken her knee out right away. She couldn't be in it, left Dana Brooke alone, and just clobbered Dana Brooke. It should have been a five-minute match. Carmella, but yes. Should have been. Car- right, I'm sorry, Carmella. <laughs> yes. They should have isolated Carmella. Now there's money, guys. Just quietly. Carmella anyway. Polinsky. Leah, yeah, Leah the- Polinsky. They should, have, uh, they should have isolated her and then stolen well, her line. Well, Dakota Kai and Io Sky win by pinfall with a diving moonsault from Sky on Tamina. As we see Bobby Lashley shadow boxing backstage and Jeff is climaxing as this is happening. I mean, <laughs> what, two, three times or twice? Twice during Full this dose. scene. Don't ask about the match. Dose. You don't want to know. That's right. <laughs> don't make me play the boom, 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 boom. I mean, each, each, each boom. Do... Just just know each boom. <laughs> oh, yuck. I'm a... Each boom, my bassoon was playing. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Why, man? Why, Jack? Why? You brought up the whole thing. You laid down the whole thread. All I'm doing is picking it up and making it worse. Why do you expect to do that and not expect me to make things worse? That's what I do. I make things worse. 
I escalate yeah. things. I mean, his name is evil, Jimmy. Like, right? It's right there. There. God oh, <laughs> damn it! I should know better too. I mean, seriously, I should fucking know better. Why? Why do I do this to myself? Only the Lord upstairs knows. Seriously, Jeff, you've killed me. You've absolutely killed me tonight. But you're on fire. I'll give you that. You've absolutely got me. I'm on fire. <laughs> Go, Jeff. Keep singing, please. No, don't keep singing. This is not the fucking recording studio. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds amusing for a show. The recording studio with Dr. Jeff Lipman. Hey, little girl, is your daddy home with when you're alone? Oh, no. I love oh. You sound like a bad Elvis, dude. Well, I mean, that is Bruce Springsteen doing a bad Elvis routine. <laughs> yeah. That's basically so, what that mission accomplished. Uh, but you want to hear bad Elvis? Elvis? We can't go on together with suspicious <laughs> minds. Oh, Caught on so... a trap. Oh. I can't hold back. <laughs> Because I love you. Sky didn't change her name. WWE did, and they did the same reason they always do for a trademark. To own the intellectual property of the character's name, but it's only a subtle change, which you know probably made everyone happy. But that that's the reason why. Because she was Io Shirai when she came to NXT, and and now they want to have a name that they own. Well, let's go to the climatic Jeff. Matchup because this has to be Jeff. Just quietly, we do get Bobby Lashley doing his shadow boxing. But, um, as we come back from commercial, we get another recap of Kevin Owens completely destroying Ezekiel with an apron power bomb. Um, again, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. I played it a little too early. I just wanted, I wanted him to like sort of pre jizz in his pants before we get to that moment. But uh, good. Don't, <laughs> oh, no. don't ask why oh. we had this conversation three minutes ago. Don't ask why. I know you, I know you're stoned a lot. Oh man, God, anyway. Um, he's asked if comment. He says, Kevin Patrick, stop it, if stop it, please. Kevin Patrick ever runs up on him like that again, he will drop him harder than he did Ezekiel. I like that attitude already. And he knows exactly who he is. He's Kevin Owens. And he's been more eyes on this show now than there has been in some time. <laughs> and this is still that Kevin Owens show. In the background, as we were saying earlier in the show, we see Dewdrop and Nikki Asher dealing with a car that drove into a barricade in the loading dock as we get another history lesson of the United States Championship video package Narrated by it was John like Bradshaw Layfield. 1995 Infinity. I mean, it was like some piece of shit clunker. And you're burying the lead on the production truck was Bobby Roode's face. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> um, anything to report on? We did touch on this earlier. I mean, is there anything else we need to say, Chris? <clears throat> uh, I wish Kevin Owens would have just grabbed the guy from the back of his head and threw him into the fucking production truck. Like, honestly, if we're going to go with pissed off, violent Kevin Owens, let's go with pissed off, violent Kevin let's Owens. Let's fucking go. Let's yeah. go with Kevin Steen, for fuck's sakes, because, like, that's the Kevin Owens that I that his fans love. That's what everybody, I mean, he's not always going to have a Chris Jericho who, who he can play off of for comedic effect, but he can always be 
pissed off Kevin Owens with some fucking violence. Um, so yeah, I would have loved Kevin it. If he... Change his name again, like he did last year. He said, change your name. I don't like it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I would have loved it if he would have just grabbed him and thrown him into the fuck. He should have just grabbed the guy. Look, he should have grabbed the guy, gone to throw him into the production truck, seen the car smash into something, walk him over to the car and smash him into the car. That's what that that would have been the perfect way to do this whole segment. It would have been better for Kevin Owens. It would have been better for the for timing. And it also would have brought some attention to what the fuck just happened, which when I was watching at first, I literally was like, what the fuck was that when I was watching? So yeah, that's exactly. I mean, I wish they would have zoomed in on it. I don't know that it needed to be part of the Kevin Owens thing, but I mean, obviously they stopped to do that interview in that camera shot for a reason, and it would have been nice for the you know producers say, "I'm being told to get a shot of that," and Kevin Patrick going, "Okay, let's let's check it out and zoom in if they want to keep it mysterious, right. zoom in, but then but cut to a different he shot." He should have been attending to that. He should have been running towards that scene and. Checking out what's going on, basically with a smile on his face because he's like Raquel right, Rodriguez. Yeah. So everything I hate that old Kevin Patrick. <laughs> everything he does with that smile. But no, we don't get that at all. They want to play, you know, little cutie games for us to figure it out. But uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised, though, guys, if nothing comes from this. I mean, obviously, Jeff Hardy's trying to get his job back. <laughs> <laughs> he's on fire tonight, this motherfucker. What the hell? Anyway, we, we're getting onto the climax period for you, Jeff. That was a little, you know, dry run before, but now this is the run because we get Bobby Lashley, your United States champion, versus Tommaso, or shall I call him Tom, Champa, for the WWE United States Championship. And what a matchup this was, Jeff. Hold on, I'm old. I need to hold myself. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> He's getting ready. He's getting ready. He's gonna. He's gonna. Come on. He's not gonna puke. <laughs> what was that? Did you see? Oh, camera? nothing. <laughs> what are you talking about? I think nothing. you missed that. I think you missed that. Actually, I think there was, was an earthquake here in, in Maryland. <sighs> so, something went boing straight into the camera, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I saw it. Anyway, this was a great match. Even though, I'll be honest, guys, as much as I don't mind Tommaso Ciampa, I'm sorry. He's too fucking small to even go toe-to-toe with fucking Lashley. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It just, I don't like how this match was too competitive. Heck, for a moment, you could have thought Ciampa could have became your new United States champion, but thank God that wasn't the case because Bobby Lashley ends up winning by submission with the Hurt Lock to retain the WWE United States Championship. Jeff, were you creaming in your pants tenfold at this point? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, it was it was flaccid, you know, excited, flaccid, excited. I mean, but, I mean, you know, if you're going to make Champ or something, and if they're trying to invest something in them, then then it was a back and forth match. There was some Miz involvement, so you know, it, it, it wasn't exactly like it was you know fifty fifty, um, but but it was more offense than I would have preferred, but. This, I mean, but the story is that Ciampa is real, should be taken seriously, and he's a crusty veteran, and he's tougher than he, than, than his size, Graham. So, I mean, I thought the match was okay. I didn't think it was wow. great. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't know, you know, if they've ever worked together before, but it, it was fine, and Lashley won, and that's all I really care about at, at the end of the day. 
I, and I did think it was going to lead to Ciampa, you know, the mutual respect, the, you know, the crowd would start to get behind him with the Harley race thing and everything, and he would make start to make his face turn and, and separate from the Miz, and, you know, uh, you know, that didn't happen, and unfortunately, when he came out later, he got no reaction from the crowd, which he continues to get no reaction from the crowd, and I, I just think the main roster crowd looks at him the same way you are, and they're seeing him through your eyes and saying, that's too small. Why, why am I watching this guy? And and the IWC is still calling for Gargano, who is two thirds uh, Champa size. Champa size, I like it. It's like little little chumpy, like we say here. So chumpy, you can carve it. That's a dog food. Just quite. He, he needs his first name back too. Champa's stupid. It needs to be Tomasa Champa. And I heard people getting it like, like it's Angel Garza again. So like you know, first names are back in play. Well, if that's the case, then you can chop out the chumper and call him Tom. How's that, Jeff? You'll love that, wouldn't you? No, I don't like it. That's money. That's money, damn it. Come on. Chris, that's money. Call him Tom. Tommy. No. Tommy um, <laughs> No, absolutely not. Uh, the match was great, uh, by the way. Like, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was a good match for Monday Night Raw. It was we'll good. put it that way. Um. Yeah, I mean, and it was a good match. I mean, these these are two excellent professional wrestlers who know how to put on a good match and you know how to get people to bite. Um, a number of these near falls had the crowd biting, um, so there were definitely a large Jeff. percentage of people in the crowd who thought, "Oh shit, Champa's going to win," and then, "Oh no, we're going to get the pin here on Champa," and they didn't. Um, I'm not a fan of near fall, near fall, near fall, but I actually think that they did a pretty good job in this match. Um, as far as Tommaso Ciampa, he, he needs to get away from the Miz. The Miz is not someone who highlights Tommaso Ciampa's strengths. Yeah. I want the old Ciampa back, uh, a hundred percent, uh, Dimitrios. Um, the old Ciampa would have looked at Miz in his silliness and just been like, Listen, get the hell away from me. I have important shit to do. I'm trying to win major championships. I can't waste my fucking time on your nonsense. He he would be scary, you know, and if you're and if you're a little guy who, you know, still looks pretty decent, right? I mean he looks good, but he's a little small, you have him come out and just be violent. You have him come out and do the Chris Benoit thing. I'm going to break you down and fucking hurt you. That's how, that's how you sell Tommaso Ciampa to this to, to this audience. And I mean, bring I mean, he's supposed to be he's supposed to be learning from the Miz. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, that's more sneaky stuff. That's more like chicken shit heel stuff. And but, he's uh, not that. He can't. Right. He Tommaso Ciampa is he's he's a capable wrestler and he's a good he's good at getting himself into a character. That's not the one that works for for him. I mean, right. the one that works for Tommaso Ciampa is I am mentally insane at how badly I want to win things as a professional wrestler. I will stab my best friend. Yeah, he has to be booked that way. I mean, it, it but, can't... but no, I mean he can't be butch. He can't be Pete Dunne no. now. He has to. He can't. No. He it, it, it's it's a it's a subtle but important distinction. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, so. This was a good match, and I think that they—I think that the way that it ended actually did help to build Tommaso Ciampa. 
Um, he didn't come out of here looking like a chump, and he very easily could have. Also, if he's anywhere near his built weight, it's not that unrealistic that he could compete with somebody who's 240, 250 pounds. I mean, I watched Roy Jones Jr. at 193 pounds beat the crap out of John Ruiz, who was 250. Those were both, like, excellent heavyweights at the time. Um, so, I mean, you you can make it work, but you, you have to book consistently. Now, if Tommaso Ciampa comes out next week and takes a pin in four minutes to somebody, they'll have completely wasted whatever they built with this match. So... All I want is some consistency, and I think that Tommaso Ciampa can be a part of the main roster, even with his size, but you have to book him aggressive, you have to book him consistently, and you have to keep him around that upper mid-card championship. I don't think he's world champion. No one's going to believe him competing with Roman Reigns. We'll put it that way. I really want them to bring back the Cruiserweight title and have it be on, on both brands, if not also NXT. Something for the Chiampas, the Ricochets, the Ali's uh, to be competing for, even Finn, and and maybe have Ray be your first inaugural win the tournament, so that when he's ready to go out, like he has that accolade. Also, anyway, what I really want to talk about with the U.S. is that we didn't talk about the video package before it, which I liked and disliked at the same time. I mean, they really were trying to tie like the old NWA and WCW U.S. champion with the WWE, and technically they own it but there is an NWA and they have plenty of their own U S champions and they really could have started there. And, and, and by the way, they, they could have been a little bit trolly by showing us Rusev as, as the U S champion. And, you know, uh, I would have made TK really shit his pants. If you know what I mean, Cesaro as the U S champion. I mean, there's, there's plenty of people who are over there. Chris Jericho. It wouldn't have to just be, yeah, it could be Chris Jericho. Absolutely. Dean Ambrose. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, they, they, you could have shown a whole whole bunch of them and just in quick succession. So it's like, you know, two seconds, you know, it's it's not really, really rubbing anyone's nose in it, but it's rubbing the nose in it. Just, just, a, just a little reminder, but, you know, it is their history and they own the footage. I mean, I don't think it was necessary to show, you know, Dusty Rhodes four times, um, and like what they show, like Wahoo McDaniel and and, a, and yes. a, a few. I mean, at least give us Nikita. Um, I don't know. I, I just thought that like I liked it and I didn't. Uh, you know, obviously you had to tie in the Harley Race thing because that that was sort of the story of Champa, even though that's a face story. And, yeah, that and wasn't done right. Know, that, was that wasn't stupid, done right. Yeah. You can do almost exactly that thing and do it right for a heel. You have Ciampa say, you know, I was I, I was trained by Harley Race and he was a great United States champion, but as great as Harley Race was, I'm going to be so much better than Harley Race. And, you know, Harley Race taught me everything he knew, but not everything I know. And this was his ugly robe that he had. And I mean, look at how plain and disgusting this looked. And then you have him come out with a glittering gold fucking robe that looks ridiculous and immaculate and wonderful. Like there's ways to do things as a heel and a face. You can still pay homage to the history and still be a heel. You don't have to, you know, come out and be like, you know, you, you, you don't have to come out and do the triple H thing where you suck, you know, Ric Flair's dick for 15 minutes before every before every fucking match. Like you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You you can still pay homage to history as a heel, but you have to try to one up it. That's the point of a heel. That's how you get yourself over as a heel. So 
I know Triple H likes to do that. I, I feel like it's a good thing that he does that, that he tries to include the history as his, you know, when he's booking. I've always liked that about what he what he did in NXT. But there's a way to do it as a heel. There's a way to do it as a face. They completely fucked it up tonight. Either that or they got the ending completely wrong, which I, I don't think they did because, you know, Ciampa came out again in the main event and got put through a table yeah. like a chump. I mean, I- so. I very much appreciate that they're starting to say WWE is not its own isolated closed universe. We we recognize that we're part of the long history of professional wrestling. In fact, we're the leader yeah, business of professional day. wrestling. You know, whatever you want to call it. There's, there's no distinction between professional wrestling and sports. I, I mean, this, this has to stop. There isn't. There really isn't. Yeah, it has to stop. Until I, I can buy tickets to see Greco-Roman and freestyle. Pure rules. Yeah, at an arena with 10, that holds 10,000 people. There, there's no <laughs> yeah. professional wrestling. I mean, MMA is the closest thing. Um, so, anyway, I, I, you know, I just, uh, you know, I agree with a lot of Chris's points there. I just, I just thought the package was a little bit weird, especially in the context with, you know, the whole Harley race homage and it being with the heel. It was, it was like too much, but then the heel, and and, and there is a way to do the homage as a heel, but the video package put it over the top for me. I mean, maybe guys, and this is just me putting it out there. It's not what I technically think, right? But I'll just say it anyway. Um, no, I'm being serious. Are the days of having heels and baby faces on the way out now, pretty much? I mean, no. The way you, you, you don't think so? Because the way no. you're getting booked these days in all of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment, <clears throat> heels and baby faces are just. They're doing the opposite shit, dude. Especially like in AEW, for example, how uh, you know the 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 baby faces are the bullies that that go to the ring to belt up two heels in the ring. So five baby faces go and attack two heels with weapons because that's the baby face thing they do, guys. Just because TK doesn't understand how to book heels and faces doesn't mean that there's no such thing as heels and faces anymore. Yeah. There are still well, well, unquestionably such a thing as protagonist and antagonist in any decent story. You have to have it. Listen, the antagonist to your story can be a number of things, okay? It doesn't have to be evil person. It can just be two people with differing opinions. It can just be two people right. who dislike one another. But you have to have a protagonist. Otherwise, you have no one for your audience to cheer for. And if you have no one for the audience to cheer for, you have no reason for an audience. Yeah. The thing about the Punisher is that there was one of him. One of the problems with the with the Marvel universe now is that all of it's the multiple. villains are you can understand their motives and in fact, depending on who you are and what your perspective is, you might even agree with them. Every fucking Disney villain now has a movie about how they're not really that bad. And it's not good. That's not good for storytelling. Like it it's I understand people don't want to just have, you know, uh, the the evil bad guy and this, that, the other thing, whatever. I understand that people want subtlety, but you have subtlety um, sometimes. You, you have bad guys who you go, oh, well, I kind of understand, like, that really bad things happened to them, right? But, I mean, the truth is, 
even the most evil people who have ever lived, people who, who, you know, the general audience considers to be irredeemable, have reasons why. They all have reasons why. Ted Bundy would tell you that he was abused by his mom and he watched too much pornography and it warped his brain and blah, blah, fucking blah. Everybody's got a goddamn excuse. That's fine. But, like, there are still monsters out there in the world. And there should still be monsters in our fiction. And if we can't have that, you're dumbing down our fiction. If it's if you if you sell if you sell a ticket to Spider-Man versus Green Goblin, and in that the Punisher shows up, and he's he's something that makes it more interesting because who's he gonna decide to go with? And the Green Goblin says, "Listen, like I want to help you kill all the bad guys too." And Spider-Man's saying, "No, you can't kill." And the Punisher's conflicted because he's not sure you can do that. You still have to have Spider-Man and Green Goblin. If it's Punisher versus Punisher versus Punisher, and they're all just punishing for punishment sake it's fucking dumb and nobody wants to fucking read it yeah everyone's You're trying right. to make uh, everyone a tony soprano and and yeah that should be rare and that's why I, I had to touch up on it because like i was saying that's not what i think it's just what seems to be happening in today's landscape of professional wrestling in particular in aw but it is what it is but that was well said chris perfectly put NXT um, when NXT when Triple H was booking had pretty clear cut uh, heels and baby faces pretty clear. I mean there I was some AW, gray, but I think AEW has pretty clear heels and baby faces too. Just the way Whoa. they act and the stipulations are backwards. It's like the 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 heels are doing what baby faces should do, and the baby faces right. are doing what heels should do. But you still know who the heels and the baby faces are. It's sort of mass because the AEW crowd cheers for motherfucking everyone, including pretending like Mance Warner makes sense getting uh, interim title opportunity shot, and 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 that Takeshita certainly makes sense with his zero and zero Ring of Honor record to come in for a Ring of Honor, the first Ring of Honor title defense, not even an open challenge thing. Um, that that makes sense, and, and it doesn't, but you know. It's pro wrestling. Not everything makes sense. I mean, I mean, I, and I can't, and I can't look at WWE and say they've been making sense for years because they haven't been making sense for years either. I mean, NWA makes more sense. It just sucks. Impact makes That's more weird. sense. It just sucks. I wouldn't know. Right. I, I haven't seen it since the move from off of whatever channel it was on before Access Destination America, or whatever. I forgot. It was. Oh yeah, I think it was Destination America. I was probably on another channel after that. Actually, but... Pop was the, the. Oh yeah, Pop. That's right. So you stopped watching it as soon as a Canadian company bought it. That's great. Uh-huh. Thanks, Jeff. Well, uh-huh. it, it's not because of that. It's that it's not on my cable system. <laughs> I mean, I had never heard of Pop up or Destination <laughs> America prior either. Yeah. Well, if only this guy was actually on Impact, maybe we could watch it. I mean, seriously. Dana Houser here. Anyway, that's wrestling, folks. I mean, think about it. Look at that shit. But anyway, um, let's move on to the next matchup as we get two jobbers. You're upsetting versus... Lily. That's that's her fiance. Oh, I'm sorry. My, my bad. Anyway, Omos ends up destroying these guys in the damnedest squash match in a long time. I was as... so mad that the guy with the 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 ear the, the wrestling uh, headset that they didn't make his last name Alexander, that they didn't call him, like, Jake Alexander to make fun of Josh Alexander for doing that thing. Oh, God. They should have, but they didn't. Ah, well, shit happens. 
another opportunity missed. But like mm-hmm. I said, any, anyway, Omar swings by pinfall with a choke bomb on, uh, what is it, Gursia or something? Yeah, it was it was one guy was the guy with the the, the wrestling um ear headgear was slayed because it said so on his trunks the other right, one right, had an right. italian name slayed. even though he had samoan tattoos on, on himself like a tribal andrea grusillo right yes I, all i know is that the card grades goes how do you say leg day in italian because i guess he had skinny <laughs> legs oh god anyway it doesn't matter because i must end up destroying these guys but excuse me damn i didn't mean that one but we're promised an interview with matt riddle on next week's show guys are you excited no seth is i mean <laughs> i hate seth but he's exactly right we we're gonna get bro, bro. randy so that was seth, funny. i'm gonna come after well, you uh, i'm serious i'm gonna do it for randy i, I don't care oh, wait, wait 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 let me get into that because right after that we do get the seth rollins promo backstage as he's upset at being asked about riddle Saying he told everyone last week he's done with him. What is he going to have? Some earth-shattering announcement. No, it's Riddle. He's going to say, bro, dude, cool, Randy, <laughs> and such. <laughs> Seth says he's the gatekeeper of the industry, like you were saying earlier, uh, Chris. Anyone who's in- Oh, yeah, true, the wizard. Anyone who's as any good has to go through him. And, mate, he's great at flushing his own potential straight down a <laughs> toilet don't believe him just ask dana white guys and if riddle has something to say next week well so does seth freaking rollins jeff jimmy Crackcorn. chris uh, um... do you care do you care enough to say something about it the only thing I care about is to point out that uh, everyone who's an AEW fan watched that almost match and instantly wanted to see the Italian guy and the guy with the head braces be the new tag team champions of AEW. Oh. I, that's all. Well, that could be a, <laughs> that's a possibility. The United Empire. Reynolds and well, look at Reynolds and Johnny Hungy. Remember they, them two guys were the fucking resident, you know, Jobbers in WWE, you'd see those two guys every week on Raw at one stage for a good three weeks. Jobbers in AEW, right? But you know, they gave him a little more personality. But essentially, that you know, that's exactly what could happen. But anyway, one guy likes to make dick jokes and likes dick in many ways. (laughs) But anyway, so maybe they're not jokes. Whatever it is, that's not much. But the thing is, he's not gay. Dick is not a character. <laughs> it's really not Jesus Jeff that like that's probably like the best quote for like every part of of popular cinema in the last two or three years liking dick is not a character right. I I mean listen He's hungry, like guys come on I, listen it's just I a reference it's not it's not a character exactly i've said this before i write books right i write gay characters right i write characters who are really interesting and have deep backstories and reasons why they're doing things who also happen to be gay right you don't just write gay character as your fucking character that is fucking ridiculous well tell tell that to the people who wrote the two last things i've seen one was that horrible movie on Peacock called They Them, which is supposed to be a horror movie, and it's not. It's just a horrible movie. And The Sandman, 10 hours of slog 
and strange agenda where half of it is a kiddie show for 11 year olds and the other half of it is absolutely for over 21 year olds and there's zero in between yeah yep yeah, yeah. It is what it gay is, is not shit. a character it's gay. sexual preference yeah. gay, gay is not a character. and also gay is happy it's it, it is. that too and, and also listen I'm cool with representation. I'm fine with diversity. I, 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 I'm all diversity over here. All that, all that stuff. But everybody isn't gay. I mean, heteronormative is still the norm. Yeah. So, so I beg to but, differ, when, guys. I mean, well, when, when, when 78% <laughs> of the characters are gay or bi or have some secret perv, you know, <laughs> why are you showing those pictures then? <laughs> no, no particular reason. Oh, okay. Well, good. I guess that's the show. No particular reason. You should have read PWC. No particular, no particular reason. reason. No particular yeah, reason. No With particular Jimmy reason. Jeff. What were we talking about? Johnny Hungry. Right. Um, the double J. There was, there right was there. a match anyway. here. There was a match we were well, talking just, about at some point. Well, we you were know, talking about a match. You got and, me off track, but I'm actually happy you did because I'm I'm just going to. We're stop. talking about Riddle, the build up between Riddle <laughs> and Rollins. As a matter of fact, guys, that's what we're it's, talking about. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's stupid. I don't know how we can. I mean, I, I, Seth Rollins is a much more talented uh, wrestler than than he's allowed to be over this last little bit here. But man, it's probably been four years since Seth Rollins did or said anything that was interesting. I love this current character. I'm not going to lie. Chris. I love his new. I know Jeff, Jesse, both of you are haters. I love the laugh, man. You I'm don't not going to lie. That. You can like doing that. You can do it even come if on. he doesn't. You yeah, can come be on, that character. Uh, Jimmy, a laugh is not a character. No, no, no. But you know what's funny, though? He makes that laugh into all sorts of like different scenarios. Like, for example, when Cena That's came not back. That's funny. That's annoying. For me, it was funny. He was sitting there. Cena's there. He sees Cena, right? And he's like, <laughs> the target demo, everyone. The target demo. I guess so. Fuck. There's your what demo you right there. Man, Australians man. 18 to 40. <laughs> fucking motherfucker. Straight <laughs> liking dick and bad laughs are characters. You just gave them fucking the. Is he you under just 40? justified their point now. Is he under 40? Fucking hell. We justified the God point because it's it. a true point. See, that is a point. Saying, I love the laugh, Seth is awesome, is not a point. Greeks who pretend their name is Jimmy. There we go. That's, that's right. Uh, Oh, I need to both of man. That, that's, that's your rock band. Hey, hey, hey. And now oh you God. still don't, don't believe that's that thing. <laughs> Do you know who that is, Chris, by any chance? <laughs> that's fucking Buff Bagwell. Yes. That's so good. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Buff worse. Daddy. His, oh. his doll or my doll? <laughs> uh, your, your doll's pretty bad, though. Jeff, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I don't know, but his doll's pretty bad. But look, it's it's got character though. It's funny. I mean, look at it. What's funny about? He it? looks like Mister Rogers. Is fucking no, crazy. like Mister Rogers. But it's unless you're Mister Rogers, him anyway. working like Mister Rogers makes you a pedo. Mm, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird thing to. Yeah, also, I don't know why he went also, for that look. But... A PSA to Neil Gaiman, who wrote Sandman. <laughs> Being a pedo is not a character. That's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just we would like to hope it's not. I mean, uh, 
Anyway, I mean, uh, let's move trade, on from the pedo. Yeah. I mean, Neil Gaiman usually hits him out, and David Goyer, he's 60-40 with him. But I, I don't know Dude, how American the- Gods is one of my favorite fucking books. I, I love American Gods. I'm gonna blame Gaiman is not author, a bad author. Because there was some third dude involved in this, and that's the person who must have ruined it. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on because we get even worse shit. Where we get freaking Gable coming out to Thank you. No, this was great. Shut up. This was great. <laughs> anyway, it's Chad Gable versus Dolph Ziggler. Ziggler ends up winning by pinfall with a super kick. Not much for me to say in this matchup other than these two are both done in, in my eyes. I mean, well, a couple really things good. here. I mean, one, I thought that we were done with the entrances, then commercial, and they have to stand around through the commercial nope. coming back to the ring. And the other it looks so in awkward in, yeah, in person when you witness that. Going to an actual TV event, it is very awkward, dude. I'm not gonna lie. Right. So he was standing there four and a half minutes and waits to yell "shoosh" in in poor Otis's ear. Anyway, um, so that that was bad, and also, I, you know, I don't really know what's going on with Ziegler. I mean, I guess he's really a face, or at least that's what we're to believe. But I, I mean, I know Theory wasn't on TV last week because he had a death in the family, but that was it was his, his uncle. uncle died. It was, it was an, an it uncle. Was an uncle, right? So, I mean, generally, as a matter of fact, that uncle had to work for eight days. Well, that uncle, as a matter of fact, was the reason why he got into professional wrestling. Okay, well, more the reason he should have shown up for the second row. I mean, you go to a funeral, I get it, but he can show up for one day. He could fly back. I mean, I bet they'd even fly him. I just don't understand if that's even the story. Why Come he on, he's young, dude. Stop. I, I, I don't. Uh-huh. Know. Brett Favre played in a in a football game the day his father died. Look, that's him. He was a lot older by by that point, though, compared to Theory. Let's be honest. It's his uncle, not his father. Shoot. he was really... <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> just saying that if that's the story, have Theory involved in it. I mean, Alpha Academy, the only reason they're wrestling Chad Gable is because they're sort of Theory's stooges. I mean, they're sort of in league together, but it's not consistent enough for... You know, people, if you're just tuning in because you you know Vince is out and AAA is out, you don't know why this match is. All you know is Dolph Ziggler is using the same music that you remember 16 years ago. Um, the match was fine. I mean, listen, it was technical wrestling. It, it looked like they were allowed to do sort of uh, the amateur wrestling style. I'm sure there were people who loved it. I find it boring, but I know that there's people who loved it. You don't see that on WWE TV a lot. Uh, especially, you know, even in NXT, you don't see it a lot, but you see it more there. But even then, since Timothy Thatcher, I mean, you, you get glimpses of it with the Creeds and, you know, maybe even Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong but not even much. Um, so, I, you know, it's not like I didn't appreciate it. It's not my cup of tea, but that's okay. Not I, I've been a wrestling fan for 45 years, so I know not everything is or has to be my cup of tea. So the match was fine. I just wish the theory were as involved or was the, some more, more commentary to tell the story with the assumption that there's new viewers or viewers who came back to say, huh, maybe I'll give WWE a second chance. So tell us what's going on, um, especially when you have these other subtle sort of weird half stories going on in the background. But match was fine. I mean, I don't love how one super kick and Gable's knocked out. I mean, he's, he's an Olympian. I don't know why he why Otis can't ever eat, eat a pin. Um I mean, the Otis push ended a year and a half ago. So, I, I mean, they could at least share in the losses. I mean, I know why in this case he didn't, because 
Otis isn't, he's the power lifter. He's not the Olympic wrestler. So they, this was a wrestling match. So I get it in this match. I just don't get it how it's been the last two, three years, months, five years, four years, uh, right? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's what, what it really comes down to it because really he's got so much more potential, but it is what it is. Uh, Jimmy says in the chat, don't we think Triple H will be, will bring it back though, guys, the wrestling aspects. Some, I mean, obviously he did. So, I mean, he let them go for 15 or 20 minutes. So, yeah, uh, I don't know how often, but every now and then when it's appropriate or when it's the right pairing. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, guys, right before, this is the last promo of the evening before we move on to the main event finally and we can take it home. Can I Where make a comment Nikki? about? Can oh, yes, yes, please, please do. Sorry. Okay, so on theory. Um, I was 23 when my grandpa died. My grandpa meant the world to me. I went to my grandpa's funeral with one goal, and that was to be the most stable person in my family that day. Um, I wanted to be the person who the rest of my family could count on um, after that loss. And I went to work the next day, um, and I was oh, fine. I, door, man. I right. cried a little bit in the truck, and I went to work. But uh, But I went to work because I know that that's what my grandpa would have expected of me. Oh, and that's sure. what, that, that's, that's what a man does. A man goes back to work and gets back to their job. Listen, you can grieve it. it no, nobody's, nobody's mad at you for grieving if that's what's going on, but be as tough as you possibly can be. And yes, I'm saying be as tough as you can be. So, you know, if you're capable of going back to work, go back to work. Don't take nine days off because somebody close to you died. I mean, you know, if you if you can manage it, go back to work, get back to your life. That's how you're going to get over it. Um, as far as the match goes, I like the match for two reasons. First of all, yes, they focused a lot on the actual wrestling, which I enjoy. I like those kinds of matches. It looked like two guys trying to pin the other guy's shoulders to the mat. And two... They were in Dolph Ziggler's actual hometown. They made it look very clearly like he was going to tap out and lose, which has been the WWE way for eons and eons. But he came back and he won with a super kick in his hometown. And I think that that was a little bit of Triple H saying, we're changing some of this stupid shit that we've been doing. And I think even Ziggler is still salvageable in many ways, even though he's being ruined. As a mid carter but see, the thing is, he's a legit shoot wrestler that's actually very good at it, too. And if you can somehow repackage him to the point where you can take him seriously again, I can pretend all his past bullshit never happened. You know what I mean? As long as they actually just totally do a reset. But uh, I don't I know. He'd probably still be... No, nah, he will still be lower mid-card anyway and probably still eating up a lot of losses. But I guess he's at that age now where... He should be there to really elevate everyone else and not elevate himself. True? Yep. Yeah, but I liked the message that it sent that he won in his hometown. And I, I think that he that was well. deliberate. I think that that was something. Oh, definitely. Triple H was like, look, they're going to think he's going to lose because it's in his hometown. Let's not do that. Yeah. Not and the Miz sure, lost even though it's hometown, but the Miz came out in Pittsburgh Steelers colors. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, yeah. He's, he's a heel and he rejected Cleveland. You know, that was the story last year with the first Logan Paul match. So, I mean, that that was fine. So, yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm okay with all of that. I just think that theory should have been there. And, and this whole match was 15 minutes. So the entirety of his work for the night would have been less than 15 minutes. 
So it could have been as little as four or five minutes. Now, listen, maybe it has nothing to do with him grieving. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe they just didn't write anything for him. And maybe they're like, we're not exactly sure what we want to do with you tonight. So thanks for coming. Sit this one out. Enjoy catering. But we're, we're going to figure it out or we'll talk about it, you know, after the show or tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, come to my office at, you know, 930 and let, let, let's let's see where we go with this. Um, so I, I don't even know that it's that. So, you know, we spent a lot of time like sort of judging him or not judging him or, or, you know, imposing our own sets of values. You know, Chris and I are obviously more old school or more conservative than, than, than you seem to be. And, that, and that's okay too. Um, but I'm not even sure that's the case. It just could have been, we're not really sure this, this is sort of, sort of a story in a combo we inherited. We're not exactly sure what we want to do with it right now. So let's just let's just anyone let's does just have the match. Well, but somebody should. I mean, and those right, are people who write true. the show. So, that's uh, so you're right. that's instead true. of him just having going out there and being a nuisance, that's you know that's fine. Well, well. Anyway, we move on to another promo with Nikki Ash and Dewdrop cutting a promo about how they're going to win their tag title tournament match next week. As Alexa Bliss and Oscar get a counter promo in where they say that no actually they're gonna win but they get interrupted by bailey and her pals once again as medics coming past with the vengeance and the camera follows bailey as aj styles walks by and the camera shifts to him as we go to break again with these little weird easter eggs which i still think has got something to do with the main event but we'll, we'll get to that uh anything to there say cops about running in, in the direction there yes they were security or whatever yeah well yeah whatever well that was the easter egg i mean should you should say what the easter egg was he did I, well he i did? did i did say oh. yes yeah. jeff i guess i wasn't listening don't you fucking <laughs> listen to me jeff so how's, how's it feel you ever how's, it, how's it feel <laughs> you, you armenian albanian you hey, hey 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 now you're getting now you're going way too far again stop it all right, stop, stop you right now. Really like anyway, Jimmy, you haven't listen listened to me. Jimmy, you haven't mentioned Bobby yes. Lashley in like five minutes, so you can't expect you can't expect Jeff to be paying any attention. Oh. <laughs> That's right. I've regained my energy. Woo. Bobby Lashley. Oh well, oh, I'm spent. Lucky for you. <laughs> anyway, let's get to the friggin' event as we got AJ Styles versus The Miz in a fucking no disqualification match. Like I give a shit. Nevertheless, it was a decent match as AJ Styles wins by pinfall with the Styles Clash. But there was a few things that happened. Jeff, since I've got Bobby Lashley's climax all over your face right now, please tell him what happened in this main event. No. <laughs> please. Come they on now. Come on, meow. No, no, no. Um, I'm talking about what happened. Forget the match. At the end? At the uh, very uh, end. Well, the, the end was... Uh, Champa sort of got involved, but it, it backfired, and uh, AJ gave him a fabulous forearm, and he fell through the table that was set up. So Champa was written out of the match from that point on. Um, the Miz thought he was going to get over with a chair, but uh, and it looked like he succeeded when AJ was on the top rope, and then the Miz threw a chair at him, but AJ recovered surprisingly and put the Miz into a Styles Clash to win the match one, two, three. And then we see sort of people pointing and lingering and AJ sort of lingering and sort of looking towards the uh, ring post, which I guess would have been his top left uh, over his left shoulder. And the camera doesn't pan in, 
but you see that there's a bunch of police and emergency, you know, personnel there. It's not really clear what they're doing, um, but they slowly pick up someone, and it looks like it's Dexter Loomis. It's not. Uh, I assume he was in handcuffs there, dragging him out, but it wasn't really clear that it, it, it wasn't someone that had a heart attack and they were trying to pick him up. And Corey Graves says, is that Dexter Lou? And, and, that, and that was it. And no one mm. else makes a mention of it. The camera didn't zoom in to see it closely. Um, well, obviously it was an arrest scenario. So it's good for that. Thank you for having that shot. Um, I don't know who he was after. Is he after the Miz? Is he after AJ? Is he it was is he looking for theory his former family member I mean is this how we're gonna get the you know Johnny Gargano in to, to be there I, I, I'm hearing the way he's gonna be a thing too again well he's on the main roster that's the only thing I ever liked about Johnny Gargano was was the way it was funny and if he's gonna be a spokesman a manager who who sometimes wrestles and takes bumps I'm fine with that if he's going to be a main eventer or even a mid card no. If they bring a cruiserweight title in and they want to challenge for that, I'm not thrilled with that, but at least it's okay. Um, anyway, um, this was interesting. I, I don't think it was executed that well, but it was interesting. Um, hopefully they'll correct it with time. I, I, I just think that I just think they're in a sort of critical period now where they have to sort of do a little bit more than being sort of again, I just thought it was too too subtle and the strings were not really tied together but we'll see Chris, let's see Loomis. i mean you know yeah. every week when people say who do you want, who do you want WWE to rehire cross loomis braun bray john morrison the, the, those those are all on my you know lists of people who are basically available um you know if you were talking about people who are also not necessarily available course i'd be with mjf and malachi black who i love buddy matthews who I, I think was criminally underused um and and some some folks like that but you know but those are my guys i like the big monster guys that's that's what i like that's you know that's what i did that's my thing so anyway so cool i'm glad he's back he didn't deserve to be released he deserves a nest egg i would like them to bring in james storm and, and reform beer money Let's get some tag teams. Yeah, money. Why not? At this point, fuck. They're towards the end of their careers. It only makes sense to do that. I mean, I'll, I'll be down for it. it was, Jimmy says, it's Johnny Wrestling, Jeff, God damn it. Could be. Could be Johnny Smackdown. <laughs> Could be Johnny Raw. Isn't Johnny Wrestling Johnny Gargano, by the way? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought he was talking about John Morrison. Uh, yeah, it is Wait, Johnny Who are you talking about, Jimmy? You talk about yeah, he is. Or, no, he is. Yeah, yeah. Remember, they support indie wrestling. He gave he gave her his right, last right. name for for Christmas. Exactly. No, you're right. Um. Anyway, Chris, what's your final thoughts about this main event and just Raw in general, man? Uh, yeah, the main event. I mean, it was uh, the the wrestling match was not a bad wrestling match. It was a AJ Styles main event. Um. Could I have given less fucks about asleep, it? So probably not. I like. I, I'm not interested in what The Miz is doing. Um, he's had interesting moments in the last few years, but not this. Right now, it's very generic Miz. Um, AJ Styles is back to being a face, which I'm okay with. I like AJ Styles. Yeah, but um, now he's become like a weak face that hardly wins or... I don't know, man. I've, 
Well, the hero has to fail before he succeeds, Jimmy. Um, he's failing a lot right now, but he might be. I mean, he has gotten wins lately. It's not his time to shine. I know, I know, but I think one more run, I'll, I'll be so happy. He'll with get just his one, one last run. run. Oh yeah, I'm I sure hope he so. Um, I hope you're right. So the match was fine. Uh, how it ended was very odd. Like I said, I mean that picture that you showed was very clearly Dexter Loomis, but nothing that was actually on the television was anywhere near that clear. I mean, if you're looking at the, if you're looking over here, sorry, Jimmy, you're screwing up my shot here. Show me again. Thank sorry. you. Money shot here. Okay. My, well, I'm, I just mean me, not like Jeff's money shot earlier, but like, but the, <laughs> so if you look over here at the crowd or over here at the crowd, right. And if you were to imagine that one of those faces was Dexter Loomis, that's about as much as we got. I knew who it was because I've seen Dexter Loomis wrestle for a very long time. And I was like, well, that's a really fucking weird face. Oh, that's Dexter Loomis because he has a really fucking weird face. Um, it's not bad, by the way. I have a really fucking weird face. You know, it's great. But, um, you know, I recognized him. But at the same time, it was like, well, what are they? I mean, what are they going to do here? And I thought, well, it's raw. They've got this overrun. So maybe they'll. Nope. It just ended the show. Um, and there was nothing about why Dexter Loomis was there. So. Or arrested. It, or arrested <laughs> or, or anything. So I understand that it, it's probably the beginning of trying to ease some more of like reality into the into the show, which, again, if we can have less good old Donnie Brooks and more what the fuck was that in the background? That's good. I just, you know, let's, 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 I want to give, I want to give triple H time and I want to give him enough space to work with, to where I'm not just judging everything that's being produced in the moment, because in the moment it it wasn't, there wasn't enough there, there, but I mean, it could just be that they're doing something very slow and it's meant to be a slow burn. So we'll I, see I what mean, happens. I think all of that. And, and but one... we're giving him excuses, guys. Just quietly, yeah. I have to say. By saying that, I think we're still giving Triple H we're, we're not. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. And, and the reason is, is because we already got the attack from behind just f- four days ago. I mean, we, we just saw carrying cross come at the end and attack someone from behind in the big explosive return so we're so getting a do that again so reunion? soon would have been lazy that this is different so whether it works or not i don't know but he's trying so these are different introductions reintroductions of new characters or rehires so i like that he's trying different things it's too easy just to have someone coming from behind and right away insinuate yourself into a title match that's that, that's nothing new. So this is something different. Something different, but it needs to have some sort of cadence to it too. You know what I'm saying? If they don't end up... Maybe you know, there is cadence. We just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. And I'm you, hoping... You can't, judge, you can't judge a whole album based on the first three notes of the album. You've got to actually right. give it some time, right? Like... You know, I mean, I've, I've definitely, listen, Jimmy, like you're a hip hop fan, right? So you've had this happen before. Cause I know you have, cause I know the music and you and I both are very passionate about that kind of music. You've definitely right. heard a rap song before where you heard it the first time and went, this is dog shit. I don't like the beat oh, or I sure. don't like whatever. I don't like this. And then, and then after right. four or five times listening to it, you're like, 
this is the best fucking song on the yeah. album. Oh, that's um, happened to me plenty of times. Absolutely. Right. Right. And then so three days later, you realize it's the worst song on the album, <laughs> and now we are explaining the that's Baltimore experience of Tarzan Boy. I'll give you a good example. I used to love fucking masterpiece. Whoa, make him say, Ooh. Whoa, "Don't." But do you remember make him say, "Ah, stop it, Chris," and you too, Jeff. Remember that, like, make him say, Ooh. "I used to the love na, that thing." I used to love part one. Yeah, exactly. Things that make you go, hmm. But no, but really, I used to love both part one and two of that song. Right now, I fucking hate it. Like, yeah, all I know about Master P is, uh, I could have told you, I used to be a soldier. <laughs> a no limit soldier. Also, no yeah, limits. he was in WCW for a few months. Just right, and the NBA, and a great, uh, great negotiator of Ricky Williams' contract. <laughs> anyway, well, hey, doesn't Master he own P. Hog as well? By the way, he does. Yeah, he does. Well, he as far as I know, he still owns House of Glory. Another shrewd investment. There you go. There you go. So, but somehow he's worth man. like $600 million. So. I don't know how. Honestly, I don't know I, how. Who am I to judge? Right. Absolutely. And he's still going strong. But anyway, fuck Master P for now. But yeah, you're right, Chris. Absolutely. You want to know why he's going but strong? Because he watches Lashley all 24 hours a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's strong like this, right? Right, Jeff? Anyway. Um, what I want to, what I wanted to really touch on, the, my issue is before we go, and you're right, I'm not going to judge it just yet until I know where they're going with this. But for me, I feel like we're getting a whole new nexus angle all over again. That's the only reasonable thing I can actually think of that can actually make sense. Because Dexter Loomis coming in here at, at the main event for whatever reason, doing an Enzo essentially, right? Except this was a work, not a shoot. I still don't understand what the end game is just because what here's why I don't think you're right. Jimmy, I don't think you're right because I don't think the characters that we're talking about fit that kind of mold. I, I would actually, I would actually be very interested to see a game of Thrones style. Triple H is taking over and he's putting his people into place in order to do this or that. Like I would, I would like that. Um, And I think the fans that way though, that's it. That's another thing. If he's not careful. Well, sure, but I mean the fans fucking threw garbage in the ring when Hogan turned too. It like who fuck the fans for now. Like Right. I guarantee you if you were on Twitter right now, you'd see half the internet would be bitching and moaning and complaining about something. You 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 can't play to the I mean, you have to be aware of it at, on, on one time, but you can't play to the IWC because that is a small percentage of wrestling fans. Yeah. So well, I mean listen, you could do that and I could see right I could see Killer Cross being that kind of wrestler. Like I could see right. there being a group of them that come back together even and it's, you know, we don't understand it at first but we eventually realize that Triple H is slowly taking over backstage. Mm-hmm. You could call these you could call this group the Forgotten or something to that effect, right? Where, you know, the old the old man didn't know what to do with us, but you know, now we're back and we're going to take over and we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. You, that don't even, you don't even call them a group until until you have a, a, like a lumberjack match between, you know, whatever, Seth an Rollins and yes. Cody Rhodes or whatever. Right. You know, uh, you, you're two WWE guys. They hate each other. And then you realize all of the lumberjacks, it's like AOP and Dexter Loomis. And the only thing they all have in common is they all were Triple H, H guys. guys. Right. All but Dexter Loomis is a psychotic, like, at least for what we understand. I mean, they called him Dexter Loomis, too. So yeah. let's let's keep that in mind, too. So it's probably going to be similar character. Like Dexter Loomis isn't. Creep. Yeah. 
he's not the guy you go get to to do a Game of Thrones style takeover with. Like right, absolutely not right. He's not stable. You need people no. who are mentally stable in order to do some kind right. of a takeover. Well, no, for sure. And look, we could be way off too. But I mean, that's that. That's the only thing that makes logical sense, right? It could be that guys. Dexter Loomis is. It it could be that Dexter Loomis's character in it is. He's the guy who knows this. This this invasion is coming, and he's coming to try to warn people, but nobody's going to listen to him because he's a fucking maniac. And he he comes across as he's stalking mm, people. Maybe. He comes out next week and he says and he says I'm here because I have to warn you about the terrible, awful His things that are coming not... to you. And yeah, people think not... he's just being crazy, and it's him that he's fucking talking about. But really, he's warning people that look like Triple H is coming in with this whole army. And only Sami Zayn believes him though. <laughs> the only character is Sami Zayn that logically makes sense for for him to believe. That's yeah. It. That there's lots funny, of cool though. stuff that we could that we that 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 we could probably do if we were booking WWE. I don't oh, want to give sure. them that much credit. Beautiful, yet, but. I know. Yeah, and also, and we are. From, That's the thing. You know, there are pawns, and Dexter could just be a pawn. Yeah, hundred percent. That'd be interesting too. But again, I think we're giving them way too much credit right now, man. They're not going to think that. There's no oh, fucking you're way. The one who came I'd be shocked. You're the one I'm playing devil's advocate here. You know what I mean? I'm saying that's the only logical sense at, at the time of thinking why these guys are just appearing because they look so angry, like like these guys killed one of their mothers or some shit. Like you know what I mean? What's their problem, man? Like you know, what's Dexter's issue? That's what I want to know. You know. If and if it's over nothing, then I'm going to be bitterly disappointed because, like we we're just explaining, they could have gone so many different avenues that would make sense and actually be pretty decent storytelling. But I'm assuming they probably won't go that deep. Uh, but I hope I'm wrong. But, but we'll see because I mean, again, I, I think that Triple H deserves a little bit of leeway here to actually see can oh, he definitely. pull it off? Yeah, let, let him let him tell the story. Yeah, at at, at his pace, you know. There are movies that start out with a bang like Deadwood, and there are movies that start out like Jaws with a slow burn. Um, you know, and, and you know, and let's see. I mean, am I completely satisfied? Do, did did I feel like this Raw was so much different than than the Vince era? No, I didn't think it was so much. When you're looking through educated eyes. That are looking for the difference, and you know there's a difference. Do you they're see? There, they're there. Yeah, absolutely. Right. In a vacuum, would I say that this was a better RAW than when Vince was doing it? Eh, I don't know. Not much. Do I think it was better than last week? Mm, not not yeah, really. Barely. Barely. I think. Uh, I, then again, I didn't fall asleep last week compared to this week, so maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I'd say about the same. I mean, you know. So I'm I'm gonna take the little things. I'm gonna take the little things and hope they add up to medium things. And I hope the medium things add up to some big things. And listen, everything he does isn't gonna be a winner. He's gonna make mistakes too. He's made mistakes, but he's trying. And but in wrestling, if you try and if you succeed 60% with good and 15% with okay, that's enough. I can hate 25% of a wrestling show. I'm going to, no matter what. Because it might be a technical match, a Timothy Thatcher against Zack Sabre Jr. type match, but there's going to be 50% of the people who love that, or 20% of people love it, but they love it. There's going to be people who love a women's match that I don't care about, or there's going to be people who love 
seen luchadors go or, or a Darby Allen type go. And I don't want to see a 140 pound guy, but it doesn't mean that they don't, they don't get to be on a show because 80% of the fans do like them. Everything, everything's not for me. It doesn't have to be. That's the nice thing about wrestling is that everything doesn't have to be for me, as opposed to if I'm watching the wire, everything needs to be for me or, or 95% of it does, you know? So that, that's wrestling. That's how, it, if you're a long-term fan, you have to accept that. If you don't, you're not a long-term fan. Don't watch it. Right, exactly. Yeah, don't watch it. Uh, uh, Jimmy says it's heading in the right direction for him. Yeah. For me, I just want to know what direction they're going in. That's all. That's all I want to know. But, well, right uh, now, they're just, they're just turning. Tell. They're just turning. Yeah. yeah. But where are they turning? That's <laughs> that's the killer part. But uh, We'll see. Maybe. And you know what? I hope come SmackDown, we get more about Cross. You know what I mean? Because you if will. they're just going to keep... I hope so, because if it's just going to keep debuting someone new that was mm. fired week in week out, then it's going to get I, ridiculous. I, you know I, I, mean? I don't see Triple H making that kind of a. I mean, that's a rookie Neither mistake. That's I, a mistake that you and I wouldn't make, and you and I have never booked professional wrestling before. Right. Jimmy. Yeah, that's like, true. I that, think all three of us wouldn't even fucking make that mistake. That's a thing, but yeah, no, I, I can't look, see that happening. We'll see what happens. So does that mean now, guys? Before we take it home. So I guess Raw and SmackDown now is going to be like a separate thing again. Is that what we what we're doing? I mean, the draft is supposed to be whatever the week of September twenty third is. If that's the Friday, then the Monday is the is the Monday before, um, or vice versa. Whatever it is, around September twenty third is when the draft is currently set for. So I would expect the brand split to be more enforced after that, though. I, I think that it, it's going to be, yes, there's a brand split, but it's going to be more permeable than it has been in the past. Okay, interesting. Jimmy, when it comes to a trip, of course, uh, it's fun getting to the, you know, getting to your destination if you don't know where you're going. But at the same time, I'd like to know where I'm going. So yeah, <laughs> I don't want to be trip, I would hate it, but I would say reading a book is more like it. Like if you buy a book from a genre you're not familiar with, but everyone recommends it, you know, you, you have to see where the trip takes you. Like if you're going to pick up your right. Neil Stevenson book, if you've never read Neil Stevenson before, you're not really sure what you're reading. Like, is this a spy book? Is it science fiction? Is this a period piece? Is it historical fiction? I don't know. I better pay attention. And, and then by the time you figure it out, you're either invested or you're not. Hopefully by the time you figure it out, you'll be invested. When you yeah, read Animal Farm, Farm, when you read when you read Animal Farm in the seventh grade, you think it's about know. pigs. What? What Animal Farm are you talking about, though, Chris? What? You don't know? You don't know, really? Okay, no. I better not go there. You, look it up. Look up Animal Farm porn. No, 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 no. I, I, that's what, why <laughs> we're we're both satisfied knowing that Animal Farm is a George Orwell book. So we don't need to, to, to know about it's a thing, it's a real thing. We don't care. Nah. We Just we saying. are above that. We are superior <laughs> to that. We don't we don't like <laughs> Seth Rollins. <laughs> anyway, right. I'm so serious. Animal Farm Corn, thing. Seth Rollins, Jimmy. Animal Farm <laughs> the book oh, by George Orwell, no Seth Rollins, Chris and Jeff. <laughs> uh, uh shit. Suffering Succotash, uh, Jeff. Remember that, that guy? Great. That was a great porno. Remember that one? That was a yeah. great promo, actually, as a matter of fact. You remember know nothing, that promo Jimmy by Roman Reigns? Do you remember Roman Reigns? 
Probably my suffering psychopath. God, <laughs> that was bad. Uh, anyway, man. All right. Well, like I said, I am not giving up on this. I'm sure they're going to go into the direction we all hope it does. But I just hope he doesn't screw it up. That's that's all I'm hoping for. We because the one thing why I'm pointing this out. No, no, I know. And before we go, I just want to say one more thing. We're all quick to criticize Vince, Bruce Pritchard, and whoever else is booking this show, right? Straight away. But with Triple H, we can all like, you know, he's the savior of professional wrestling. He's the savior it's of WWE. It's called a honeymoon period or grace period. It's new. Of course, we we criticize Bruce and, and Vince and, and mostly Vince because they've been fucking it up for a decade or more. I mean... That's he, it. That's right. That's why I'm still going to criticize him until I see where he's really going with it that's all you know well, what i mean, I mean you, you can't you can't okay. you can't be you know you, gotta that's be... you keep you keep them honest and and it, you know and i'm not saying that you have no points i'm just saying i think you're being a, a little bit too harsh because there is a grace period and there are some stories and things that were too advanced and too developed that they're married into it and they don't want to do a quick reset i mean the whole point is to say wwe is part of the universe the real universe we have privity we have history we have memory so you can't just reboot all your characters it's not like dc where you decide your universe ended and you you restart all new superheroes you just they're not doing the new 52 exactly where everyone's gay (laughs) (laughs) except for the characters who were gay now they're straight (laughs) except in new york except when in australia um What does that mean? What do you say? I don't know what it means. What does that mean? Please explain. It means we all know what happens down under, Jimmy. That's right. Counterclock. Things go counterclock. I don't know what you guys are talking about. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Anyway, enough of your gay jokes, guys. You started disturbing. He's acting too gay now for me. But anyway, (laughs) I'm joking. Okay, the host of the show... Who probably said the word have? "come" like forty times in this episode? I know I is now disturbed I by by me oh making a, a tiny joke about DC characters. Jesus Christ, Jimmy! <laughs> <laughs> me? Who me? No, come on, please. Oh, anyway, James, James, come on. Oh God, Jeff, you're in trouble, son. No. <laughs> anyway, tell him where they can. Find- I'm joking. Tell them where they can find you, man. <clears throat> before the hosting shows of Michael Davis, as always, a trap like me. Wow, I was gonna do you a favor. I might as well just fucking turn it yeah, off right now. I don't right want to hear about you and your favors. I can't believe this guy. What he said? Can you stop mentioning that name first of all? You're giving him too much hype. That's true. Um, okay, fuck that guy. Um, so, uh, where can they find me? Uh, oftentimes here, maybe not again, who knows? Um, <laughs> Hammerlock Hangover with Big Daddy Cool Stephen Pena. I re- referenced him as an idiot earlier, uh, which is true, but so am I. Um, You're really going to lose podcast. every gig now, Jeff, if you had kids. Right, so that maybe my last show on that was the last show. Um, Garden of Doom, non wrestling podcast, esoteric, historical, alternate history. Things that go bump in the night, uh, some pop culture, uh, garden views, more topical, uh, legal and policy related. Most recent show was on cannabis law. Uh, recurring theme is sort of laws of earth. 
extrapolate it to the laws and policy of space. So um, if you're interested in any of those things, check them out. Garden Views is on the Garden of Doom feed, so you don't have to make a choice. You just subscribe to Garden of Doom, you'll get the both. Beautiful, nicely played. Chris, tell them where they can find you, man. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Chris Ams, Chris, Chris Ams one. Yep, at Chris Ams one. Uh, that's how often I use my fucking Twitter. Um, it's mostly just to like stuff by Michael Davis, um, and also uh, to to promote shows uh, that Jeff has going on. Uh, for instance, right now, um, if you're wondering what happens when a Chinese satellite crashes to Earth and has and creates damage, um, who's liable for that? Uh, Jeff has an episode up currently about uh, space law and what happens when that kind of thing happens. So very interesting. Um, just like every other episode that he does. Also, um, my favorite show that, that he does is called Garden of Doom. And I am a five-time, 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 five-time guest on that show uh, because I am so goddamn interesting. Um, other than that, uh, my uh, my fingerprints are all over the PWC because and notice I said not my DNA is all over the PWC because we've had entirely too much of that kind of joking going on today. Oh, but my fingerprints are all over the PWC. Me and Jimmy run it together. Uh, Jimmy does all the work and I basically just give him some money at the end of the year and, and come on and say interesting things. So thank you jimmy is a prostitute now am i am i a slut is that is that, is that what's going on no not at all yeah but that's where you can find me you can't find me currently on facebook because i'm hiding from people who i usually just don't like um but please feel free to add me on twitter and you'll see a bunch of things that i've liked or shared and every once in a while i'll even say something clever absolutely well if you want to follow me you can on twitter at the pwc network and at dj mass effects please like and subscribe right here at the pwc network.pubbing.com where like chris said and jeff said you can find all our shows right here on the network also like and subscribe at channelattitude.com the pw hustle networks our me midi group and the blowoffpod.com what what's that what is it the logo all the, the everything's on the logo there it is you have to blow it up everything. but everything's there you have to blow it up and like like jeff said and that means the blow off pod.com uh in saying that i don't think i'm missing anything else but um yeah i think we can take it home i'm jimmy t he's chris sams and that's jeff Lippman, and you've been listening to the pwc monday night machismo right here on the pwc network see yous Stable, my friends.